But we left off in the immediate aftermath of getting jumped. Some of our number pretty significantly injured still. And with Mercondus on the run. And seeing as, you know, we just kind of proved that he's responsible for basically all bad things that have happened in Yanmis in the past couple of weeks. But Nick, we're so, are we interested in catching him party? Is that something we're really prioritizing right oh. now? We're going oh, to yes. skin him alive. All right. I'm going to ask you to reel it in a couple notches. Neutral good boy. But, uh, yeah, we're, we're mean... pretty interested in chasing him down. We are. I didn't very... say I was going to. I said we. He's just going <laughs> to hold collective. him while I do it. We, the collective group, are going to do horrible things to him. So we'd left off immediately in the aftermath of that battle. battle. Most of you are fairly wounded. But the good news is everyone's favorite startlingly unattractive fangirl heard the commotion. <laughs> it was probably difficult to miss. It was a drake flying into the middle of town screaming and shooting lightning. and But didn't show up until afterwards and has distributed a few potions. Nell and Anori clearly the most injured both of you she handed a potion that uh, if you you get a drink that she just handed him to you without really explaining much and uh, assuming yep. you drink both of those you're both going to heal for 3d8 plus 8 and you she volunteered to help you with whatever it is exactly that you're doing but she's she's not positive what it is or where she's going but she's more than ready to help We told her where to go. Oh, you did, tell her, you, you did tell her to go to the Gilded Dungeon. That's right. She actually did get directions. So as she turns to strut off to go prepare herself, she stops for a moment and turns back on. Aye! Uh, if one more might be used to you, it's a uh, armor extract, the potion. Makes your skin like stone, resilient. Do you want this? That would be quite useful. Well, she will hand it to you. And then turn around. I'll need you at the Gilded Baldachin. Might take me a few minutes, but don't wait on my behalf. I'll show up when I can. All right, let's go. And we're no. off. So, uh, are you doing any further healing or anything? No. We'll I'm go. going to chug a potion as we start to move. Are you going to drink? Uh, are you going to drink her potion? Not yet. Okay. I'm just going to drink a potion. So all in pull out a potion and drink too. Yeah, various states of uh, injuries. You try to chug whatever potions you have laying around on the go, quickly, trying to chase Mercondus down. We cannot let him get away. He just teleported, a la the Night Swan, which I'm sure at this point is just inconceivably frustrating for this party because this just seems to keep happening to you. But the time is very much of the essence here. So here's what we're going to do. There are a couple of steps to getting to the Gilded Baldachin. You're up here on the Mercantile Council Hill outside the hall. The Gilded Baldachin is a few blocks away. It's not a huge distance, but it is on the other side of the main commerce center of Yonmas. Getting there as quickly as possible is going to take some effort. Now, fortunately, you've got a little bit of an advantage here. You already know where you're going. 
but racing through Yanmas's crowded streets in the midday, especially the massive crowd that is built up to come around and see the aftermath of whatever this dragon attack was, is very, very obstructive. I'm going to need a check from everybody, and we'll just go around the table. I need either escape artist or acrobatics to try to rush to these crowds as quickly as possible out to the Gilded Baldachin. Baylor. Question. Answer. I have a cast of fly. Okay. If you want to expand your cast of fly to just soar over the heads of these people, I will absolutely let you automatically succeed at this check to get through the crowds. So instead of, uh, instead of dealing with that, <laughs> Baylor is going to abstain from this and do Magic. wizard things. And his wizard things are going to involve just him blasting off from the ground with a quick spell and flying very fast, much faster than you could possibly run across the heads of the crowds. No. I can't do something just as cheesy and scream my way through the crowd, can I? There are too many people, and there's a lot of noise there midday. You'd be intimidating a couple of people at a time, and it'll be much slower than just trying to push your way through and hope. Okay. Doesn't matter. 21... <laughs> Uh, 21 acrobatics. You're not particularly dexterous, really. And uh, as you start to push through, getting through the original crowds up here on the hill is very thick and difficult. And your progress is actually pretty largely slowed. Dara. Uh, 30. 30 on Akvax. These are some dice, by the way. 18 and 18 on the dice for the first two here. The 30, Dara, you are much quicker. You are much more limber. Even if you are a bit older than Nell, you are trained and you are fast on your uh, fast on the draw and fast on your feet. Nell tries to push through them. You more yep. dance around them, uh, darting through the thicker spots and just weaving through the crowds as, as quickly as you can. Your speed and your purpose finding just enough gaps for you to slip through almost keeping pace with Baylor. Kahina. Speaking of dance, don't suppose I could actually use dance to wind my way around people. That would be so I cool appreciate this, the effort, but oh. no. This is going to be an escape artist and acrobatics. Uh, you perform like dance. Like is not I mean, no. That's what versatile performance is, and you gave up that ability with your archetype. Oh, yeah, there actually is a bard thing that would let you use that for certain skills, mm -hmm. but yeah, you specifically do not have that as a win. Oh, well, I'm probably not going to get anywhere. Uh, with a 13 escape artist, uh, you're kind of with Nell. You have a large glaive with a banner hanging from it. You, Regardless of your frame, you have a big stick. You have to try to get through here. And even if people see a big blade and try to move out of the way, it it's, gets caught a lot. It's hard for you to weave through the crowd quickly. You and Nell are falling a bit behind. Inori. Can I Assassin's Creed this and climb up onto the rooftops and run that way? Uh, so you're starting up on the hill and there's no buildings around to get, to get through the initial crowd. The only buildings up on the hill are the Baron's House and the Mercantile Council Hall. And by the time you're down into the thick of the city, you're through the majority of the crowds anyway. So okay. I will let you make a climb check to give yourself like a plus two on the other check. Okay. But if you fail it really hard, uh, if you succeed at a climb check, I'll give you actually a plus four. 
But if you fail the DC I got in my head by more than five, you're just going to fail the whole thing outright as you try to get up, <laughs> scramble to get up on a All building. Right. So it's up to you. Uh, I'm going to throw the climb check. All right, go for it. Uh, 21. Uh, with a 21, but when you get down into the town, you will absolutely be able to get up and dance across the rooftops to skip the rest of the crowd. So you have a plus four in your acrobatics or your escape artist because you have much less crowd to get through. All right. I know he's used to this bounty hunting and stuff. I Unfortunately, too soon. You're used to climbing. Your acrobatics, however, leaves something to Jumping be desired. Jumping between rooftops not so well. Once you get past this initial crowd on the hill and down into downtown, you dart up on a rooftop. Getting on top of the building is easy. It's moving from rooftop to rooftop here, where it's kind of an older city and the buildings are a bit more spread. It's difficult to do. And getting there in the first place going to take you some amount of time with a total of an eight on your check. Now, Baylor and Dara shoot off ahead. Uh, the rest of you, as you struggle to push through this crowd, the chief enumerator comes out from the Mercantile Council Hall after, as the sounds of battle and screaming dragons have died down. And he steps out, looks at you, isn't sure, like, he's, he's got obviously a concept of what you're doing, you just talked to him in the Mercantile Council, isn't sure what just happened out here, but trusts you enough and knows what you're after to signal aid. And with a wave of his hand and a word, Abadar and clerics throughout the crowd try to assist you in parting the way, uh, helping the rest of you get further ahead. Nell, this is enough for you to break through and catch up with Dara and Baylor. Inori and Kahina, you're still going to lag behind. Now, as the three of you approach the gilded baldachin you can see this fairly large it's more of a complex than it is a single building taking up the far side of the square on the eastern edge of town you've passed by it before you're not positive where in here mercondus is or how exactly you're going to stop him but as Baylor flies in and lands in front and dara and nell rush up before you can get to the door you are stopped by uh, several people you don't recognize. They just appear to be random citizens. But one of them physically places a hand on Dara's chest, and as you go to push past him like you have the rest of, the, the rest of your crowd, he catches you and looks at the group here and says, I'm sorry, I believe you have the wrong establishment. I'm going to need a bluff, diplomacy, or intimidate check to convince the security to stand aside. Move. And Nell with a 25. Nell heard the word intimidate. <laughs> you heard the word intimidate, <laughs> I heard the D20 at the table immediately. No delay. <laughs> and he says, move. And the security guard shakes his head. I'm sorry. I believe you may be looking for more conventional boarding. And you hear a voice behind you. I believe the man knows where he's going. Step aside, lad. They've business. And you turn around, and you see, this time, a familiar face. Erdmund Navin, the old oh, man okay. that you saved from the Sanguine Brothers' slaughterhouse. With a stern look on his face, stares down the guard. And the security looks at him and looks back at Nell. 
Looks back at Navin. Takes his hands off Dara and steps aside. The three of you make it into the Gilded Baldachin. And let me move us over here real quick. Let me get us some stuff. It takes you a second to look through the various buildings. Like I said, it's kind of a, a full complex of sorts with a few separate wings of individual, almost like condominiums, sort of like what you have a, a much higher class and obviously with pretty high grade security from these random plainclothes dudes showing up to just stop you halfway there. But eventually, after some time, you find your way into a common area where in the distance, in the back, you hear Mercondus and, uh, what's her face? Mercondus and Embla's voice. I actually forgot Embla's name for a moment. <laughs> I'll never forget. <laughs> now, the three of you arrive first. Inori and Kahina are a bit delayed. You can choose to wait for them. You don't know how long it's going to take or you can rush in to try to stop Arcanus from escaping. It's up to you. I'm gonna drink that potion that I got from our little alchemist friend. And as you drink that, you will feel your skin harden. And I don't believe you have any kind of a natural armor enhancement bonus, do you? I have a plus one. You have a plus one? From an amulet. This, is the amulet the same thing as Barkskin, Baylor? Yeah, they're they, both, they're both enhanced. Enhanced. Yeah. Okay, so you get an additional two because this gives you a plus three. So as your skin hardens and kind of overrides the lighter magic your amulet provides you, you do get two more natural armor enhancement from this. As you head inside, the entryway of this area seems to be a common room. Uh, almost like a very upscale tavern. Where several patrons are sitting around in their own groups, about as far away as they can get from each other at different tables, all of them dressed in fairly exquisite finery. And if you immediately see Mercondus. Are you going in immediately or waiting? Going in immediately. Go. Get him. So the three of you move into the room. And uh, inside, you see one waitress behind the bar. It kind of froze your brow a bit seeing three people, well, two people in armor and a friggin' wizard stomp into the room. One of them in literal full plate, but I imagine his yep, sword I'm out. The mist mail. Oh, the mist mail, right, because your full plate's getting repaired. <laughs> We're the, still pretty heavily armored. Uh, Dara with a chain shirt. Uh, I imagine your weapons are probably out at this point. Uh, burst into the room. Uh, I'm sorry. Can I help a lot of you? I don't Not recognize you from the list. Are you guests? We're I'm going to hold up my hand with the ring, the signet ring we got. <laughs> you hold up the Baron's crest, and she See. puts up her hand. I apologize. Can I get you a drink, or are you looking for something else? And at we that, found what we were looking for. We apologize. You see a fairly large, not large, like, fat or rotund, just maybe six, eight woman massively built with a huge two-handed, almost like a cartoon flat mallet in her hand that looks like it's a solid brick of iron 
And she looks around the corner and sees you, raises her hand and turns back. They're here! I need you three to roll me some initiative. Oh, they just, she just got a two on initiative. She's about to have a really bad day. <laughs> oh, that's unfortunate for you, guard lady. I'm sorry. Um, I don't think we were supposed to see that, but... I don't know why that one didn't GM roll. Oh, because there's like 17 billion of these, I see. There's a whole bunch of different ones, so this one is not... I'm not okay with that on initiative, because it means I'm not going to say anything else. But obviously he's here. Alrighty, so, as you come in the room ready... This, as is fitting, as the three of you pour into the room ready, and they just barely notice you're here, the f all three of you are first. So, Dara... You're going to be up first. Nell, you're on deck. Uh, I'm actually going to wait until after Nell goes. Alrighty, so then... He, he was the first one that charged in the room. I'll be right after him. Alright, Nell, so you go ahead. What direction did we see Mercondus? Oh, you haven't seen Mercondus. You've just seen oh, one I lady in the hallway down to the... Well, to the die roll, because the die roll went to chat for some reason. Uh, you just see this one lady with the huge mallet in the hallway to the south uh, that winds around behind the bar and kitchen. Be her, there right? You would have heard him from that same way to start it in the building, yeah. Okay. Then I'm going to move all the way to that hallway directly in front of the hammer, I guess. Yeah, that's the, the large hammer woman. And I'm going to intimidate and just say, let us buy if you want to live. All right, give me an intimidate. All right, what is your... A 23? She is shaken, but just. She is a very large woman with a, several inches over you and a huge mallet, and she's a little unsettled by your complete lack of fear of her, but that's about all you got going for you. All right, Dara, you're up. Baylor, you're on deck. Okay, I'm going to five foot step. Uh, I'm going to step forward, level my crossbow, and aim for her arms and try and make her drop her hammer. All right. So as you lose a bolt from your crossbow and a fight starts to break out here, and Nell kind of closes in, a lot of the various citizens in here start to realize that, well, bad things are happening. They're pretty unhappy with the situation, but they're not sure how to react. They don't immediately all get up and run away. It's like they're in shock that this barbarism is happening in front of them. Uh, but a 29 will most definitely hit her. Okay. And that doesn't actually do any damage, but it drop makes her drop. But yeah, she drops her, she drops her hammer. So I'll put that. All righty, Baylor, you are up. And then it'll wrap back around to uh, Nell on deck. I'm going to yell out to the room, you may want to leave. <laughs> <laughs> and and I, actually... as you yell that, a woman sitting at the table in the back. Like, Bye! Do you know who my 
father is, I'll have you in chains, young man. You an elf? Like, offended that you would tell her what to do. Not even responding. <laughs> I uh, run up right behind Nell and his armor is significantly lighter than it typically is. It is much lighter than it typically is, yes. He looks like a man who could use a bit more dodge in his life. Okay. And so with the spell, which well, you guys, you guys know the drill at this point with this spell. We know how this one goes, right? We're all, we're all in agreement. We're all in agreement that uh, the sound you are about to hear is a cat and definitely not in any way an eagle. Imbue him with the dexterous speed of this, that cat. That's definitely a cat. Why is Eagle's charisma the only button sirenscape? Give me the other animals. And uh, now you have plus four decks. Awesome. Uh, in the back, you would hear a whole lot of kind of struggle and thumping, and you're not really sure what exactly is going on back there, but you'll hear a spell cast. And then you would hear a loot start to play, just as Embla had done when she ambushed you with the Bravos before. And as the sounds of the loot spill forward, the lady in front of Nell looks invigorated. And this one is going to hold because she's kind of stuck in the back. And you hear Mercondus's voice. I see. You've finally made your way here. The heroes arrive just in the hour of the city's need to do what I'm sure they think are the righteous holy deeds his sarcasm and as he continues into this performance you feel almost a familiar feeling like what Kahina gives you with her performance but in reverse everything Kahina would normally give you as a plus two you have as a minus two as his scathing satire enhanced with his magic way physically weighs on you and drains your ability to fight. Where is he? Because he also, I think that's pretty much all he's doing. Right? Where the, why can't I find him? Oh, why is he at the bottom? Because I have no organization to how I do things. And then you hear him. Is this a potion or a spell for you, my friend? I guess you wouldn't really hear much of anything because, spoilers, well, he drank a potion. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> and this woman here in front of Nell is going to bend down and pick up her hammer. She sees you're wounded. She's not afraid. Begin attack of opportunity. I am absolutely going to... I haven't fought defensively, so that's normal. Dude, this is just a regular swing for you. Which, minus two, right? My Regular swing, minus two, yes, from Reconis' performance. He has Negabard performance. Uh, so with a 28, you strike her as she's exposed bending down to pick up her mallet and she doesn't appear to be wearing much in the way of armor she has like a leather hide pelt across her almost like a costume more than an outfit uh, more than actual battle gear but you hit her for 10 damage and she picks up her mallet with one hand and just holds it off to the side roars at your face and just leans forward and 
tackles into you full force. Uh, you do have combat reflexes, so this does provoke again. What is what? What's she doing? She's bull rushing you. Oh, uh, I can stand still. That can't I? You can. She still can bull rush you. She just won't be able to follow you. Oh well, then never mind. I'll just because you can bull rush. You can launch them fifteen feet and not follow them. But you could if you want. It's no. That's only if a move. It has to be movement provoked. So you can do that either way. So go ahead and swing okay. your sword. Yeah, I'll just swing again. And uh, with an eighteen. That one is going to whiff by. No, his... that's a twenty-one. I, I oh, the first one, right? Yeah. Okay, never mind. I, I, I saw this the bottom one. Yeah, that rolls both. Uh, twenty-one will hit her. Consistency. And then she takes as a penalty to her bull rush. You hit her for another seven, so she will have a minus seven on this bull rush. What is your CMD? Twenty-eight. Alrighty. So she will knock you back. Uh, she only throws you back five feet. She pushes you away from her, from her and stands up, just kind of wipes some of the blood off herself with a smile and puts her other hand on the hammer, ready to come do stuff to you. Barreling around the taken. what? Including Shaken, just making sure. Uh, it was three above you, so it'd be two above you with Shaken. Or one above you with Shaken, so yeah, you still uh, get knocked back okay. five. She almost ended up knocking back ten feet. So the second woman, equally huge, equally built, with an equally massive mallet, comes pounding around the corner with her hammer raised over her head and brings it down on you. What is your AC? 31. 31. She's got plus two from Mercantus' performance. 31 with your mist mail on, and you're not fighting yep. defensively? Correct. How are you higher than your normal AC with Where's Armor not fighting defensively? Because I have multiple buffs stacked on top of myself right now. Oh, you have Bark Skin and Cat's Grace. All right, yep, that's right. Fair enough. So she brings this huge mallet down into the ground and it glances off of your pauldron painfully, but again, not enough to actually do any damage. And her mallet thunders into the floorboards, cracking some of them. This seems to be the wake up a lot of the patrons need to maybe start moving away as they realize that it doesn't matter what they say. There's a fight happening. And at the start of the second round here, Nori and Kahina Hearing the sounds of battle, make it to the door. So both you two go and roll me initiative. Alrighty. So Nell, you're up. Dara, you're on deck. Can a combat maneuver be part of a full attack? Depends on the combat maneuver. What combat disarm. maneuver? Disarm, yes. Disarm's in place of an attack. Okay. Do you so... have improved disarm? Nope. Then she is going to give you some slap. It's not my first attack. Oh, okay. So, so you will provoke when you for do the first it. swing. Okay. And minus two. So ignore the second one here. 
Which is fine. Uh, yeah, that, natural yeah. one, so that's gonna whiff. Yeah, but I get my fighting defensively bonus. So then Make my me a second CMB whip. at a minus seven, but don't do it yet because she gets to swing at you first. Yeah. So then you then you try to disarm her. So this provokes. Thirty-four. And uh, once again, her massive mallet slams into the wall next to her, crumpling the wood, uh, wooden post inward from the force of her blows. And then disarm at a minus seven. Minus six because I have uh, weapon training. All right. And with a 17, you do not even come close to uh, even jostling her weapon at all. Uh, Did I fail by more than 10? You failed by more than 10. I drop mine and that's it. Yeah, you drop it. And as you try to wrench it, she turns the hammer around and has such momentum, it actually whips Coriana's blade out of your hand as she brings the hammer back. Uh, do you want to move anywhere? Uh, no. Dara, you're up. Kahina, you're on deck. Okay, I uh, have a pretty good shot at this woman because she's so tall, hovering over Nell. Uh, I take out my three crossbows and just aim. And uh, She does still have cover from Nell, but... It's true, but um, yeah, I'm just going to uh, shoot at her. All right. <laughs> Gonna lose the the classic three. Minus two. At a minus two, yes. Well, two of those are going to sail by, but one of them is a nineteen on the die, which is a crit threat. <laughs> okay, and then I'm going to uh, do my one one reroll for a crit threaten. All right, so you uh, you get to roll two d twenty for this. Yep. Part of the power of Diggity's barb. Oh, but you got 18 on that first one. You're good. Two of them are going to miss, but one of them is a critical hit. Okay, so I roll a crossbow damage three times. Three times minus two each. Okay. All right, so the first one is eight. All right. And 10. We got 18 total. And then... Nine. You hit her well, with a solid crit for 27 damage as she flips the sword out of Nell's hand and she recoils back a bit, reaches up and doesn't pull the bolt out. She just snaps it off with a grunt before resuming swinging. Is that it for you? Uh, yep, that's All it. Right. Kana, you're up. But actually, who has the higher initiative modifier between you two? Cause I just I'm pretty sure point. it's her because she's got a bunch of stuff towards it. All right, Kahina, you're up. Baylor, you're on deck. You're muted. I come running in the door, just screaming Marcondus's name. Marcondus, it's time that you pay for all your crimes against not only Yanmus, but against all of Taldor and personally me. And I immediately break into feeling the aura of just ugh, that's around that he's started, and it's like, not today, <laughs> and just start my uh, describing Nell, and uh, the beautiful hit that Dara just threw off, 
And so everybody's so you now even heal even. now. Yeah, as she starts performing, it almost perfectly counteracts the effect that you're feeling from Mercondus. Uh, she totally neutralizes it. So now you are all neutral. Which is interesting. That's an interesting situation. Baylor, you're up. Inori, you're on deck. I'm going to see that Kahina has run in and wait to see if Inori is right behind. Alrighty then. Inori, you're up. I'm going to come bursting into this place all winded and such because that was a long run. Um, a little out of shape. It's been a minute. She does a lot of lifting, not so much cardio. Fair enough. Um, it's all that kale weighing you down. Yeah, more kale. Oh, and I see you guys back to the, the kale again. Uh, I get into the room and take a quick as assessment of what's going on here. I see my buddy Nell in combat uh, from here. Would I know if I could... I'm gonna try to fire an ice beam at the one he's fighting. Okay. Yep. You can. Uh, you can certainly do that. So you come in and take an opportunity to throw a spell and give you that attack roll. Huzzah! Oh my god. Uh, so with a thirteen, with the cover from the uh, the battle being stuck in this hallway here, and you have to try to arc it around Nell and honestly, pretty much your entire party between <laughs> you and him. You, your ice beam just whizzes over the top of all of them, uh, connecting with the top of the wall back at the corner behind where the two massive strong women are coming are pushing through. Well, uh, but you get two on this, right? You test the wind. That was my tracer yeah. round. I'm going to try another one because I do have a second. Nice. This one's going to be good, though. And that's not what I wanted that's to That's blur. Try it again. You turned the dice invisible. It didn't roll anything. Bam. That's and even with worse. a nine on the second one and a hard one, both of your ice beams, they're just a little too far away, and there's too much rabble in front. It's too much of a pitched battle for you to get a good mark, and both beams just it's hit different so parts of Because they're so out of breath. Of the, I mean... Uh, well, you, wow. you just <laughs> ran all the way. You're like, <sighs> you guys are really fast. <laughs> Baylor, you're up. And uh, Nelly will be after all the enemies. Going to step back slightly away from this corner because there are angry women coming around it. And sorry, Inori, you didn't get close enough to pull out a bit of is it licorice root. I, I believe it was licorice. Pulls out something. And. Everything's gonna feel like it's slowing down for everybody but Inori as we start moving quick. And with that spell to haste. At that point. My AC has been buffed so much that it's back to normal. <laughs> Even with the sword on the ground? Because you don't have the sword buff? I, as soon as I pick it back up. Fair enough. And uh, is that it for you, Baylor? Yep. Five foot step, spell cast. All right, you're going to hear some shuffling around as the loot music continues in the background, continuing to buff these two gigantic women in the hallway here. And you still hear this just coming around the corner. 
as a she calls out, uh, good Earl, what are we doing here exactly? We appear to be backed up. And with a, another pitched cry, this incredibly upset woman in the front here is just going to try again to slam her humongous hammer down on Nell's face. 33. It did not go up to from you dropping your sword and getting it. Oh, fair enough. From some haste. <laughs> I forget. You still have all the stuff on there. I'm keeping fair track of my AC. What's your CMD? 28. 29 with uh, haste. Alrighty. So she is going to swing her hammer once. Uh, that is going to connect, actually. And this massive mallet is just going to collide with you. And you are going to take one, two, three, nine. One, two, three, nine. Because I'm trying to count power attack tiers because it doesn't <laughs> automatically add the power attack tiers. So it's like one, two, three, two headed hammer, three each, nine, nine bonus. She is going to smack you for 27 damage. And I'm going to, upon seeing this swing come at me, try to jump back and avoid it, and it's going to rend across the front of my armor, doing no damage. That's going to hit your mist mail for 27 damage. Which does give a it lot. broken. That actually breaks it. So but That lowers its effective AC by two. Alright, so that brings you in at 31? Yes. Uh, the second one, as uh, she slams into this once, and, uh, as you jump back, the force of the blow shatters across your armor, ripping a massive hole across the mail. She hooks the head of her mallet inside and with a massive heave, tries to rip your armor apart entirely. And she is going to successfully sunder you. And she hasn't proved sunder, so this does not provoke. It wouldn't provoke anyways. Oh yeah, you don't have a weapon in your hand. Right, your sword's on the floor. And that's just uh, going to do damage again, but your full hardness applies this time. So she is going to do another 24 damage to the mist mill. So that breaks it, breaks it. So with that, with the first slam and then a rip of her uh, hammer, the mist mill splits apart completely, shattering off of your body and leaving you unprotected. She grins. So let um, me go into my sheet here and just turn off the chain shirt. There we go. And as you hear Mercondis continue to orate his performance here and continue his scathing satire dragging you down, he doesn't appear but you hear his voice in the back. The back door, you fool! Let us go! I'm not here to wait. Leave the rest! And this one in the back is going to attempt to charge. No, she can't charge from five feet. We have to move these template to charge, right? She's going to try to bull rush you, because if, if she succeeds, she can move through her ally. But if she doesn't, she can't go anywhere. And provokes, bringing down a sword in your hand. And you are at 
what CMD. I think that one might actually fail. 29. Uh, she pushes forward, but they're so large that they're sort of bottlenecked in this hallway, and she's too stuck behind her ally to really get any amount of force onto you. Nell, you're up. Dara, you're on deck. Move action, pick up the sword, doesn't provoke because I have a weapon cord. Yeah, you just kind of yoink it back up in your hand. And that puts my AC up to 27. And I'm going to dazzling display the both of them. All right. And with minus five a show of five. action as you pulled it up. Yeah, minus five on the front one because you've intimidated her before. So that's going to be a 27 on the woman in front. Ooh, I got to go figure her thing again. All right. She is going to be shaken for two turns. And that's going to be a will save on the one in the back, which is 18. Yes. These women do not seem much for being afraid, and though the two of them seem to be quite shaken by your display, still, it's like, it's a flex off right here. Yep. You afraid to be, you refuse to be afraid of them, and they refuse to be afraid of you, but they're a little afraid of the fact that you're not afraid of them, especially considering she just obliterated your armor. <laughs> they're shaken, but they're not going running anytime soon. They're I pretty stalwart ladies. If I just destroyed a man's armor and he walks up to me. Oh, they're definitely concerned. They're shaking for two and three rounds. But uh, they're not running. They're not running for the hills quite yet. Um, do you wanna, is that it for you? Yes. Dara, you're up. Kena, you're on deck. Uh, I glance at the bartender and is there a way? Uh, is there a way out the back? At this point, thing? people would have been starting to try to make their way out. Not like super quickly, almost as kind of concerned. It should be backing away towards the kitchen door. She's looking. Uh, uh, there's a passage in the back. We pride ourselves on privacy. Don't need to come through the common room to get to the chambers. Uh, okay. So did that take my standard turn to ask? No, that? that's this quick. You can do that. Okay. Okay. Uh, I will level uh, at the same woman. I actually am pretty blown away. This woman just ate this arrow, no problem at all. So I'm not gonna. Afraid. She is not, not afraid at all. So I'm going to uh, try again. Three shots, but extra hurdy this time. <laughs> all right, with um, another series of blasts. Ooh. A 12, a 14, and a 12. Oh, no. Are just going to be a bunch of bolts sailing by, glancing off of the walls and their hide armor. You have haste. Oh, you have one more, have right. Haste. You have one more haste shot. Oh, I have one more. Oh, yeah, because yeah, haste gives you a whole extra attack. Okay. Um, so just do your normal roll, but at a minus two for being a rapid shot. Okay. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's what we're looking for. Ooh. The haste shot with the natural haste. 20. <laughs> haste for the win here. So can you confirm that? You're welcome. Uh, hopefully, hopefully. Let's try and confirm this. Oh, no. No. The dice give us the dice taken away. A natural 20 and a natural 1 to confirm. Well, you connect. Give her damage. It's flat now because the two performances from Kane and Mercandus are counteracting each other perfectly. Okay. Um. 
for 13. And you'll hit her for 13 damage. She's still, uh, she takes another one to the arm, barely even shrugs as it hits her. Kena, and Ori, you're on deck. Looking at the bartender after hearing what she had to say to her, how can we get around to where he's leaving? Tell me now. Uh, outside, I suppose. Around back. Wherever. Out back? What's the quickest way out back? <laughs> quickest way to get there. She points at the window across the bar next to her, not sure what you're asking her, and clear that you don't care about the condition of, well, anything here, as this hallway is already being destroyed by this battle of crossbow bolts Anori. and ice beams and giant mallets. <laughs> Turn to Anori. Anori, follow me. They're going out the back. And then with our haste. And we're here. And then I guess I'm just going to smash the window or... Open yeah, it. I, I'm not. Can I open are, it? are you smashing it or opening it? I mean, can is it? Does it look like it's just got a latch that I can uh, open? No, it, it is a like a metal grill, like a, a chicken wire grill almost, across a slightly tinted pane of glass. Uh, it looks like it would be difficult to open, but not terribly difficult to smash through. Yeah, we're gonna smash. Oh, roll me a damage roll. <laughs> Wiggle smash. Sorry about your window. <laughs> Ooh. That's a 10 on a d10 with 13 damage. You raise your glaive and just bash your way through this window, rending through the mostly decorative metal mesh and blasting this open. Inori yeah. and Baylor, you're on deck. I absolutely heard what Kahina was said, and I'm going to click my feet together. I'm wondering why I didn't do this sooner, because <laughs> I need to be a little faster. Uh, I will tell you, Expedition Street Speed does not stack with Haste Speed. They're both enhancement bonuses to use. Oh, you didn't get Haste. Yep, you're right. No. All right, fair enough. You're good. So you click your uh, heels together, and uh, with a quick cast, you don't get all the advantages to Haste, but you do get the running fast. No. I'm going to need it. Uh, did, that, did she smash it? Like, I saw her swing and hit it, but did She it smashed it. You could just as a move action pass through that window now. So you could use one move action, get to it, one move action, pass through it. Or you can make an acrobatic check and try and dive through it as part of a move if you so choose. I'll move to move there and then move to get on the outside. All right, so, so you pass the window. On the back side of the building, you can immediately see to the south of you a small, fairly nondescript door that looks like it would connect to the hallway where the fighting is happening. Back door here, Keenan. Baylor, and then Nell, you're after the enemies. I'm going to call out to Nell get back and then keep stepping away a little pull up a magical glob of web and chuck it at the one that's right in front of Nell alright you just go ahead and fire this pile of sticky substance and that is a reflex save for her, which is not great. And she certainly fails. And uh, this blast of web will connect with the front of the strong woman. So she is, I always Grapple. forget what this does. She is grappled, is she stuck there or just grappled? Yeah, she's grappled in place. Uh, grappled in place, okay. Yeah. Because the, the description doesn't have that because it's as web. Fair enough. But that's what web does. And as she gets stuck in this web here, and she gets kind of glued back, 
she's going to once again let go of her hammer and just reach out to try to full force, just like palm the unarmored Nell out of the doorway here. And this provokes. She doesn't seem to care at all about the damage you've done to her. And a 25 while she's grappled on the web is definitely going to do it. And you hit her for another 10 damage. Uh, she's starting to look a bit bloodied, but not still not horrifically injured, really. And you've done a pretty sizable amount of damage to this lady at this point. Uh, and she will take that to her bull rush. Remind me, you are a CMD. 29. Does she have two? That's enough to push you one. She can't follow it because she's stuck there. <laughs> but she can Even push. With all those That's penalties. with the her. That she does one thing, and that's swing a giant melon. <laughs> what do you think her strength is? Just out of raw curiosity, because I'll bet you're very wrong. It's actually pretty close. That's it's around there before rage. So um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And that's that's all uh, she's gonna get for right now, and uh, I, I just kind of skipped Emble because she's still just performing, and you can't you're not sure what's going on in the back, uh, but you still see hear her loot playing in this back hallway. She doesn't appear to have disappeared or anything yet. And Nori, you are going to see this door open and hear Mercondus's voice come out of it as he continues his counter performance. The bodyguard in the back now can't charge because her friend is in front of her, but she can walk through and try to whap you with a mallet and see how it goes. So what is your AC with your armor completely annihilated? 32, you said, or knockout 27? Uh, I'm going to stop saying numbers. 27 because I couldn't fight defensively. And... As she comes through, following up with you now exposed, her mallet connects once more. She seems to be using a little bit more precision and caution than the other one. The other one was just swinging full force, slamming into walls as much power as she could muster. This one comes forward seeing that you have some amount of fortitude here and some amount of ability to just somehow shrug off attacks. A little more reserved, a little more precise their attacks. Hits you, and you take 17 damage. She's definitely hitting less hard than the other one was. Almost as if she were not power attacking. Nell and Dari are on deck. I'm gonna stumble a little bit at that one. Getting hit directly with no armor between me and the blows does not feel good. And you're still injured from the stubble attacking you, so you are now very, very damaged. And I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to five foot step over to keep myself between my allies and my enemies, and I'm going to full attack. Fighting defensively. Alright. This is going to lay into this woman. This is the much healthier one here who's walked in the front now. And with a and... 12 and a 20, you'll connect once. And then ignore the second one here, because this is my haste attack. 
Uh, yeah, I'll then 27 from your haste attack will give you two connects. I don't have a plus one on the damage from haste, right? No. Okay. You're a net neutral on the damage right now from the two performances. Two instances so, of damage. Seven and eight. So you hit her for a total of 15. All right, Dara, Kina's on deck. Uh, I'm going to uh, draw out a Tanglefoot. Uh, draw, I'm going to rummage in my bag, draw out a Tanglefoot bag, and I'm not exactly sure how it works. Uh, but You'll just make a regular ranged attack, basically. Okay. Uh, I'm going to, and it, it has some... Does it have, like, splash around it? Kind of thing? Uh, no. A Tanglefoot bag, you have to hit them directly. Okay. So I will um, uh, throw it at the woman closer to us. The one that's currently aiming at Nell. They're both kind of vaguely aiming at Nell. They're yeah. just trying to get out of the hallway to do stuff to him. All okay, right, so you so toss your tangle foot bag and give me a ranged attack. Okay. Um, and for now, she actually has no cover because they're coming out of the hall now as they pound their way forward. Okay, where is... It's on your sheet. should just say ranged. Oh, ranged, ranged. Yeah. Okay. A 33. 33 will definitely hit her with the tangle foot bag. And then she... So she's entangled. And then she has to make a reflex save or she is... Pasted to the ground. As she gets hit by this, she kind of reels back, but quickly jumps up a bit. Now the tar splashes over her and restrains her somewhat, but doesn't stick her to the ground. But she is entangled. Okay. And so I'm going to go ahead and step put uh, this back. Now at this point, the patrons near to the door are starting to try to make their way. Uh, they, they're, they've definitely left the room, and it's only the cook. Is back, kind of cowering behind the counter in the corner. Who's still there? Kahina, and Anori, you're on deck. All right. Crawling through, hearing Anori tell me he's there, and then bust through and head straight. You got <laughs> double move down the door. Yeah. Well, how? I mean, a uh, move to go through the window, okay. and then a move to wherever you want to go. Yeah. It's a double move. You come down and are face to face immediately as you rush down haste on the other side of the door with Earl Mercondus. Both of you still orating. Both of you now <laughs> orating in each other's faces as you tell the heroic tales of Nell and his battle. And he basically does the same thing, but sarcastically, <laughs> now directly in each other's faces. The Battle of the Bards. Continues here. Inori, Baylor, you're on deck. I'm gonna follow Kahina's lead on this one. Um, follow her down to the door. Stand right behind her and stick the yarn in the ground and just put my hands on top and uh, channel um, ice and lightning through him, looking all intimidating and stuff. And just look over her shoulder at Makondas and be like, you're under arrest bro is that it you good alright Baylor and then now after all the enemies have gone I'm gonna say again Nell get back (laughs) and going to pull out 
my selective rod with one hand and a piece of coal with the other. Weave this spray of diamonds around Nell so it doesn't hit him and spray it all over the other two. Just, you have fire this, uh, this blast of shards all over them, so I need two reflex saves. Um, that was actually two natural ones, so they both super failed that. They were not prepared for that, apparently. That's the one in 400 backwards. You don't see that one very often. All right, so they both... I mean, one in 400. Yeah, they both just straight up take 20 damage, right? There's no... Yeah. No, if said nothing Man, special I'm that happens there. Keeps stepping back. And as the as this all shreds through them, uh, the one in the back now in the web starts to be looking fairly wounded. You hear Embla's voice emanate out from right behind Mercondus. Ah, uh, they found a back door. Tell me you have a plan, please. Uh, this back of the bodyguards is going to attempt to just hulk out of the webs that are encompassing her, which is just a strength check at the same DC, right? Yeah, and it is a standard. It's a standard action, yeah. And she's just going to rip those webs apart. And uh, unfortunately, that's most of what she's got for that turn. Oh, does Shaken affect ability checks? I can I check real quick. So. Let me actually double check because she may have failed that if it does. Let me... I know it's skill checks. It does affect ability checks. Nope, she's still stuck in the webs. She Value. just just barely doesn't have this. Like, she pulls at them and rips a bunch of them off, but yanking at this can't quite free herself in, in one go here. And uh, Mercondus pauses his sarcasm for a moment, says... Can't say I'm surprised. I always got the feeling I'd have to deal with you personally. And well aware that you're wielding a glaive and aren't threatening him, and Anori is wielding a sword and isn't threatening him, isn't going to bother to cast defensively, and is going to cast a spell. And as he does, he splits into a series of mirror would, images. That would a wrist launcher him. threaten? No. He didn't snap snap. Yeah, if you had snapshot, but that's it. That's one per three caster levels, and he is okay. I figure out how many he actually had here because my mirror image is not a roll. And six clones of him appear, cluttering the doorway with him. And he steps. Uh, he's actually gonna stay right there. He's not gonna step back. He is gonna continue performing now. The second bodyguard. I see. 10, 20. No, she's just... She's, it's time to kill the man. She's going to swing her mallet at you again. It's time to flatten this idiot. She is tired of this. And what she's actually going to... No, she's actually had... She's hit you once. She's had success hitting you. She's going to keep swinging. What is your AC? 27. With a 27, one of the swings is going to whiff by, but then she's going to bring the mallet around and slam it into your chest once again, dealing 
And again, exactly 17 damage. So that will knock me out. And with that, she'll slam Nell to the floor out of the way. And then five foot step up towards Baylor, grinning. What now, wizard? Okay, so. Death saves in second edition changed again since the last time we did them. And I'm going to try my best to remember from the Delvet Paizocon exactly how they worked. I'm pretty sure it went from a con check to a fortitude save to the final edition of it is literally just roll a d20. And it's just a flat 50-50 whether your dying goes up or down. And with a 12, you will stabilize. And I believe that brings you to zero, question mark. Maybe it's questionable to try to use rules that don't exist yet that I'm trying to remember from playing a sample game one time at a convention. But, you know, here we are doing the thing. Because I do like two E's deaths so much more than one E's, I want to pull it in immediately. Uh, da, 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 da. You are at one HP and unconscious. So you're not dying, you're stable, but you are still unconscious. Dari, you're up. Kahina, you're on deck. Okay, I'm going to five foot step. Uh, does it matter that I'm five foot stepping through a chair? No, the tables will obstruct you. The chair is not really. You can do whatever okay. the chairs and the bars. Okay, and I'm going to five foot step. Uh, I really narrow in my vision. I see Nell go down, really narrow my vision in and try and uh, take this woman out. Maybe acid will be more effective. I'm going to do Burn three it. acid bolts with grit on the first two. All right. At this point, you need her to stop being alive because they have malleted the front line. They're very large and angry. Okay, so here's... Oh, man. First two All are right. grit. So the first two will both hit. The third one will miss. You have the haste shot, too. And the haste shot... Oh. The it's... haste shot is also going to miss. So... Okay. Two hits. Two it was your two hits. acid bolts, though, so that's good. Yes. Okay, so first one, damage 12. All right. Uh, second one, 15. And then 2d6 in the acid. Okay, let's see. Okay, 2d6. Oh, 11. 11 from the acid. Wow. And with that, she takes these two bolts and finally staggers back a couple of steps with this burning acid stuck in her. Makes that sound. <laughs> clearly enraged. <laughs> and just powers through it to stay standing. Wow. Barely. Okay. Wow. Hey, Kahina and Inori's on deck. Looking, I just laugh hysterically at the six of him that pop up and just, you're so pathetic, and just scream, and... You're so pathetic, Ree. And with a, a blast, your voice crystallizes and these shards uh, once again fly out across them. 
uh, or across him. Him and, and it's, uh, like yeah, just and all the way down the hall. The invisible emblem behind him also definitely Ooh. making a reflex save as you can see these shards colliding with something behind him. Uh, so he makes a reflex save. And as you do this and cast the spell and your voice crystallizes, he kind of almost just subtly turns around and the vast majority of it just blasts past him and flickers through some of his images and just, please. And then... Embla, um, however, in the background, <laughs> he cries out in pain <laughs> and takes 16 damage. Uh, uh, and I'm just going to... Well, it's reflex negates. He takes nothing, little... actually. Huh? I was like, it's reflex negates. He takes literally nothing. You hear Embla cry out in pain behind him. Five, five foot step. Anori, kill him. Anori, Baylor on deck. Um, that, how many images does he still have? He, has, he doesn't do anything to his images. He still has six or seven oh, of them total. So uh, as you step back, he looks at you. Please tell me you have more than elementary magic at your disposal. If anything, I can do the same thing you can do and then go like this and then images of Anori start appearing all me start appearing all over the place. And as you go and you uh you cast your own mirror image, you hear the iron in your head. Please kill this idiot. <laughs> yes, sir. You get D four plus two. Hit actually okay, yeah. So you get five. Five of you show up. You get slightly less <laughs> your mirror image slap fight. Yeah. I'm okay with this. Um, and anything else? Five foot step up to him. All right. Baylor and a Dara on deck after the enemies. How high are the ceilings in here? Uh, probably about 15 feet. That's like a, a standard tavern. It's decent. It's not like lofty or anything. Going to run over to the open window. This question concerns me greatly. Taylor, <laughs> no. Taylor, no. It's not the one you think. Okay, Taylor, no, you can't just keep burning buildings down. <laughs> I mean, he can, but should he? What are you doing, Taylor? I am going to cast the much larger version of the webs that are entangling the other person. Okay. So with this sticky blast, what uh, what spell is it? Just web. Oh, it's just regular web, and you're gonna fill yeah. a humongous area Oops. with this. Alright, let me get my little doodle tool here. Alright, so where are you webbing? Counting squares. So it would, like, realistically, it's not hitting all of this because this parts I can't see, but like that. Okay, so I'm, we're I'm, talking about like this. This yeah, entire I'm it right behind area up in here is gonna become webbed and just filled with a massive expanse of these sticky strands. 
and two of these people are going to be fairly stuck in here, I believe, because there's a lot of webbing going on here. So what is the save? There's a save, okay, I'm sorry. pretty sure. Yeah. Okay. Like, I'm well, not 100% positive. Yeah, because you're going to avoid getting stuck in it, and it's still difficult terrain, and if they can't get all the way out of it, oh, it's freaking reflex. Okay, well, sorry, giant women. Yeah, they are both definitely going to fail. And uh, both the, well, one of them was already webbed. Do what? Do I get to save? I, I, not... I know you can do, uh, like, will and fortune. I'm going to say you can't make a reflex safe while lying on the ground. <laughs> no. I was just I'm curious. not positive okay, they're wrong on that, but I'm going to say you can't. Yeah, you definitely do <laughs> still get will and fortune saves, but I don't think you get to make a reflex save while literally unconscious. And the... Uh, the, uh, the the waitress by the desk is to scream out and cover her head as these webs blast right up near her. Davidov, <laughs> please, what have I done to deserve this? And loot playing intensifies from Embla as she is now definitely concerned. Ah! Something quickly, please! I'm bleeding! And the lady in the back is going to try to rip out the webs. But she's not shaking anymore. And she is still stuck. And uh, Omar Condis now is going to take a small step back and just call out, Out of my way! His voice echoing into your head as it does. Uh, and Ori and Kahina both make me a fortitude save. Twenty-nine. Oh. I don't think she's getting out of the way. She's not getting out of the way. Uh, with a ten from Kahina, this shockwave of sound hits you, and you drop your glaive to the ground and are completely stunned. Uh, Inori, you feel this, and even like the, the vibration, just the pure, pure power of his voice shakes through you, but you hold firm. Uh, both of you take three damage. And this other bodyguard is going to try to... She's like grappled just like Web, right? Just like the, the bolt, yep. she's actually grappled, right? So she's also... Can she? Can you make CMB checks against Web? You have the strength out of Web, don't it, you? It's strength or escape artist. That's what I as thought. Okay, action. I was like, am I dumb? Should they have just been CMBing? But I like, I didn't think they could do that. No, the the actual Web text is up. Now. Okay, yeah, it's... all right. She rips her way out of the Web. That's still difficult terrain. A 10, 20. Oh, she's staggered. Actually, she can only take one action. She rips the webs off of her. Still screaming in pure rage, refusing to go down, but actually is staggered and can't take a move action. I right love now. that sound effect. <laughs> Alright, Nell's unconscious. Dari, you're up. Kahina, you're on deck. Okay, I am going to keep on moving towards the window here. And um, I, I'm kind of losing hope that these women are like solid objects that I can kill, but <laughs> I feel like I should keep shooting until they die. Questioning if they can even be killed by mortal weapons. And I am going to uh, rapid shot again. 
And uh, this time without the ice bolts, but I'm gonna rapid shot. Hey, you got four shots from Stelka's haste. Yeah. If we're not convinced there's, there's they can two. die. Uh, so the... And that's the last one. Oof. Alrighty. The 20-25, a 10, and a natural one. The 20 is going to connect with the woman in front, and it hits her just as she rips the webs off and roars. And then she just collapses back down into like a, a hammock of webs. So the second bolt, the 25, will hit the second woman. And I need you to roll damage on that one. Uh, cool. For eight. And uh, she takes eight and is still all right. Baylor and Dara would see behind you a creature surge up out of the ground. You what? don't... It comes through the floorboards like a ghost and rises up into the center of the room. It looks vaguely humanoid but with like strange wisps of a uh, almost gaseous ether just trailing off of its arms and its body as it raises up from the ground and looks at you with a strange like almost goat face and several twisted spiked horns coming off the back of its head it looks over at Dara and Baylor and then turns and looks toward the woman in the web and glides forwards Into the uh, into the webs towards the one that's still standing, and uh, a, she's apparently not happy about that. And it's a, a rolling, whispering voice just says, uh, "Just almost comes from nowhere. It's not doesn't really move." Die. Kahina, Anora, you're on deck. All right, um, I'm stunned or just staggered or? Uh, you are stunned. Oh yeah, you actually don't get a turn. And Ori. And uh, Bailey, you're on deck. Yeah, you're completely stunned. You drop your glaive start, sound burst. You've done this to people before. Mm -hmm. All right, um, I'm going to do some spell combat. Uh, point my hand at Mercondus and all of his, co his clones and fire a uh, I, I like I like call it a hailstorm, but it's actually not such things. A flurry of snowballs at all of them. <laughs> you can flavor it however you want. If you don't want to throw a handful of snowballs at him, it could be a hailstorm. That's that could be way better. Alrighty, so he's gonna make a reflex save, and yes. yet again, the plethora of Earl Marcondes is surprisingly quick for a man who walks with a limp and a cane. Now it seems to be showing his true form here as he dodges out of the way of this with basically no effort, taking only four damage from your flurry. Did I knock out any of them images? And, uh, no. They always spells don't wow. affect images. You have to target the images to get take them down. Gotcha. Uh, and somewhere behind him, Embla takes another nine damage. <laughs> <laughs> as he just hears his shriek and pain again. Please! Oh, sir! 
then uh, I'm gonna five foot in after him and engage in fisticuffery. Um, just gonna try to hit him center mass uh, as he's retreating from me. Ooh. Uh, well, that's a crit threat, and before you get excited, why don't you roll me a D8? If it's an eight, you hit him. Reroll it if it's a one, because there's seven total Mercandi here. Yeah, I was. And you do crit threaten an image, which is blasted away. Okay. You got your second swing, at least. It's true. Uh, That's a 10. A 10 is just going to be a whiff. Not even enough to uh, glance one of the images off of him, unfortunately. Baylor, and then Dara after the enemies. This thing. Yeah, that (laughs) thing. (laughs) This thing? Knowledge, I assume? Oh, the thing. Yeah, the thing. (laughs) Uh, The thing... Is um, uh, let's go with planes. Knowledge planes, knowledge that thing. Knowledge the thing. <laughs> knowledge weird goat ghost. Natural I twenty. Know everything about that weird goat ghost. <laughs> well, you don't. Of course, it's you. the thing. You've never seen anything like this before. It like it looks vaguely reminiscent of something from the dreamlands, like almost like an animated dream of some sort but it's got crystalline features to it. It appears to be semi-solid, but you can give me four questions if you want. Uh, I mean, I it doesn't seem like me. it's going after us for now. Yeah, like so. it could just... <laughs> I can save them if you want later. You you have four bank yeah, questions I, you can I, ask I've, me. So go ahead and take your gonna... turn. We can, we can ask over if it occurs to you at a later yeah. occasion. Yeah, I, I'm going to be like, Dara, let's go. <laughs> like, that, that situation <laughs> seems to be taken care of. <laughs> so it's move action to get out the door. Uh, move action to get to the window, yes. Yeah, oh, yeah, window. But... Hey, you see a stunned Kahina reeling with her glaive on the ground here behind the building. And then move down and see a gaggle of Mercandi. <laughs> Quite a large gaggle of Mercandi. And that's what I got, two moves. Alrighty. Uh, do you hear Emblet starting to kind of drop notes and uh, some flaws <laughs> coming through? And you can see blood dripping from seemingly nowhere onto the floor behind Mercandis. Uh and the music fades away a bit as if she went around a corner somewhere. Uh, but she is going to cast a spell before she goes. And I'm gonna make me uh, check here. What caster level does she need to spell your web? What's the caster level check she could overcome? Uh, 
I believe Webb is one of my plus one ones. I'm checking right That's now. That's why I'm checking, because I know you got some extra stuff if it's on, like, the Druid list also, which I'm pretty sure Webb yeah, is. Yeah, it, it is one of them. Does a 24 so, dispel your webs? Uh... That's that would get up to a caster level thirteen, so yes. I was pretty sure it did because you rolled yeah. pretty high, but I'm gonna be honest, I'm not totally clear on how the spell checks work. It's, it's so, eleven plus caster level. Okay, so I figured so, I would just ask you and see yeah. if it worked. Alright. So with her magic as the, the webs disappear from around them and her her furious painful loot playing, and the blood trail tra comes around the corner into uh, a room, an open door to your left as you come into this back here. Oh, this, oh, this, these two get switched. Uh, now freed but, from her prison. She, but she never got out of Web Bolt, did she? She did not. She is still <laughs> in Web Bolt. You're right. Emblem wouldn't know that anyway, so it's fine. So she's just going to cut. The bloody hell is this? And swing her mallet twice at this thing in front of her. And it's just going to pass through it completely harmlessly. Uh, the crystalline bits floating in its form, almost just being pushed aside like there were bubbles floating in a cloud as the mallet passes, and it does nothing, nothing at all. And her hammer slams frantically into the walls and the ground around this as she just tries to get this thing out of the way. And a slow laugh emanates from this creature. <sighs> Omarkhan is concerned by the noises that are happening behind him. He's going to five-foot step back again. <laughs> he's not sure what's happening, but he's not happy with it. And he is going to continue performing, somewhat a little unsettled now, but weave in another spell and another blast of energy that will emanate out from the doorway. And Nori and Baylor, I need will saves. Uh, Inori with a 16. Already taking a minus two from his performance. As this magic hits you, you feel like a further like existential despair. Like this battle is hopeless. He's he's too powerful for you. You now have a minus four to attack rolls, saves, skill checks, ability checks, damage rolls. Is that in, is that four more or is no, that? No, that's four total. Let's give you another minus two. Keenus uh, too, like cancels the. Oh, that's right. So you're at, you're at net minus two now. Okay. You got minus four plus two, but he gives you a net minus two uh, again from this spell. And Baylor, this is magic, and his feeble bard magic. This is real magic. It's twenty eight. That's not real magic. Get that out of here. Completely unaffected. <laughs> uh, Dara and Kahina, you're on deck because you are now unstunned. Okay, so I really focused in on this shot on this woman, and as I am focusing on it, this thing comes drifting by me, and it takes all of his manly prowess not to, like, shriek <laughs> out as this thing. You know when you're really focusing, like, really took some focus. So I am, as I, as Baylor, just like, this way, please. I'm going to just follow Baylor, but I'm not gonna leave... Nell out of my sight. So I'm going to hop out the window. That's a double move, because one to go to the window and one to hop through the window. Okay, yeah. moving through the So window I'm going to go out there action. and keep my eyes so I can keep Nell's... Because I can't see him case, over the, yeah. 
the I can't see him over the bar, but I can see like maybe a leg or two hanging out there. And if something goes kind of towards his direction, at least I'll be able to see it. So the creature reaches out with a hand as the last of the strong woman continues to just attempt to swing frantically towards it. And uh, you can't, none of you can see her so much anymore, but you can hear it. You can hear her just slamming like crazy. I'm going to turn this off for the time being so we have more proper lines of sight here. Sorry, no. Uh, you can hear her slamming, and you hear this creature chuckle almost, and then her slamming stops, and those of you in the southern hallway can see an almost pale white pall over her full body as she falls backwards dead into the hallway. That's the last noise she makes before she dies. All right. Kahina, Baylor, you're on deck. Okay. All righty then. Her whole, like, all of her skin is almost milk white as she just rolls backwards completely lifeless. Um... And now all you have left yeah. is Mercandus. It's your boy. Just looking at him and just the rage fills me. And I focus in on him and nothing else. I just want to bring him down. And that triggers that. That is absolutely your campaign trait for sure. So you get a <laughs> you have plus one uh, attack and damage on everything versus him. Mm-hmm. As you literally, your Kahina's backstory is hating this man's existence. Yep. Um. And I'm going to. through my song if it'll click where is it oh give him a uh what do you cast it just, just tell me what it is and see if we know what it does just, you're pathetic you're nothing you're nothing but Pytherius's little errand boy I will deal with you myself and let me see, what is this? Alright, another thing says buzz too, so just a will save. You're angry, you cast this spell, weave this magic, but he seems unaffected and still fairly unimpressed by what you're bringing against him here. Inori, really you're on deck. I'm gonna yell out wait to Inori. I will wait. All right, Baylor. He's still staggered, though, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, he's staggered because uh, you still stagger on a successful save. So he, he does stagger. Uh, like he slows down, but he powers through it. I'm going to focus and try to see myself succeeding. 
at making all of these images disappear. It's the spell time. All right, so 11 plus caster level. There's his caster level. He has no bonuses to that. All right. And I'm using my once a day, roll twice, take better result. Okay. Give me that dispel check. There's the oh, one. Oh! I don't even need it. Oh, yeah, that's a natural twenty. You Which you just see a, of that back, so. you just saw a future where you roll a natural no twenty. Yeah, the there's like nah, result. nah. Yeah, a twenty-nine cash level check. All of the clones of Mercondis one by one in a second vanish away, leaving just him standing there. And staggered, he looks around. A little bit of fear in his eyes. Get him. Inari. He's at a minus two with this two this round. So he's got minus two on his AC. Seeing that, I yep. get a big smile on my face. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to step up in. And now swinging at just one target. This is what I do best. And uh, minus two from him. Yeah, you, uh, you have minus two from his attack. spell. Huh? Yeah, you just got the minus two from his spell. Otherwise, okay. you're washed because the two performances are still neutralizing. And right as I go in um, for the first swing, Ciaran gives me his energy as well because he did say he wanted this man dead. Oh, yeah. Ciaran will give you whatever power he has. Just kill him. I'm sick of hearing him talk. <laughs> 22 on the first. That'll hit. Alright. Did the minus two affect my damage rolls? Yes. Okay, so then that makes my damage even. Alright, so you smack him for ten, plus the cold and electricity, I'm assuming you still have. Uh, I do. Yep, nine elemental damage on the first swing. So, nineteen. All right, and the second attack right across his chest with the, the backhand, and that's a 10. Uh, 10 is going to miss. That is me. All righty. Um, Embla, what are you going to do other than just, I guess, be sad? Uh, you're going to hear somebody uncork. You're going to hear, like, the loop music stop for a brief second, a potion uncork, and then the loop music... Frantically attempts to continue. Loot music stops. Zephla <laughs> tries really hard not to just die in the corner. And Earl Mercondis staggered. He is gonna start swinging at you with his rapier. Just jabbing out. Dueli you are now dueling him in this hallway. Uh, a sword fight that maybe you did not expect to have with this man, but here we are. He's making <laughs> a big mistake here. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're having a sword fight now. What's your AC? Uh, 22. Alright, 22. He's neutral. It's just AC minus 2. He's staggered. Just means he gets to swing once. 22? Yep. He connects with his rapier, but it scratches across your mail, uh, and doesn't pierce through hard enough to do any damage. Is it close enough to uh, It is close enough to pop images? an image, yes. Okay. Now, 
take that down. All right, Dara and Kane on deck. I'm going to uh, wait until I see something happen. Okay. So you're going to hold up and see if anyone comes out? Either door, yeah. Either door. Those of you in the hallway will see you slowly floating around the corner the goat ghost. And as the goat ghost approaches, it raises one of its hands, looking at uh, looking towards this battle here and starts encanting a spell and energy washes out from it over Mercondus and Enori. I need you both to make me will saves. Obviously, <sighs> me is one of those two people, but I need you to make a will save. Mercondus feels it and stumbles a bit and turns around to see what's coming. But both of you shake off this effect as you feel uh, like intrusive thoughts kind of push into your mind and warp your perception and you almost lose track of where you are or who you're fighting for a moment. But you are very focused on killing this man right now and you, you both actually are very focused on a sword fight and both of you power through it. Kahina and Baylor, you're on deck. I, they're not the only ones who are focused on fighting with that. Looks like you're in five foot step and stabbing range. Oh, it is definitely stabby stabby time. And I've got. He's no longer. He's no longer terribly remorsed. Alright. A uh, 19 is going to miss. Oh, wow. Trying to get your glaive here past the Nori. You have your haste attack at least. You you did you did get the haste. Oh, I do. I get to, so I get to go again. Yeah, so you can swing one more time. Okay. Uh, 27. We'll connect with them, though. Okay. And you hit him for six damage. Mm-hmm. Baylor, I didn't know you're on deck. Well... I can see there's an open door around the corner. Is that the way the blood goes? Yes. <laughs> Plus blood trails into that room. All right. I figured as much. I... Hamlet's performance is actually stopped as she's dealing with potions. I have... Actually, no. You can, you can re retain it as a free action. It's still going. Yeah, it's, it, yeah, it's free action to continue. Okay. I have the rod still in my hand. I'm going to cast a spell. The air is going to start to fill with electricity. And then it's all going to zap. Uh, the sheet lightning erupts out. Are you including Goat Ghost? You have your selective rod. I am, for now, not going to hit Goat Ghost. Oh, we're going to not include Goat Ghost, but let everyone and else I'm just going to, like, uh... center it right there, so it potentially yeah, in the in the doorway. Things in the room. Yeah, I'm plus four to two, the same as plus four. She's just having the worst day. <laughs> so this is getting deleted by stuff. It's not even being aimed at her. And you hear, once again, a cry of pain as the loop music stops. <laughs> and Mercondus... Also stops in place. Uh, 
dazed by this blast of lightning surging through his body. He loses control of his muscles and he's being electrocuted. It takes all of his focus to be able to continue dodging and parrying Inori's attacks, but he can't mount any kind of an offensive of his own. Inori. Okay. I'm going to do some spell combat. And... Uh, if they're not performing, I don't have that minus two from them anymore. Uh, Mercanus... Oh, yeah, neither of them's performing. You do not have the minus two from them anymore. You just have the minus two from the spell and the plus two from Kahina. So you're at a neutral now instead of a minus two. Cool. First sword attack is a 17. Uh, 17 is not going to be enough as he's still protecting himself. He just can't like thrust out enough to attack you while he's being electrocuted. Okay. Got his range on that first one. That was the test swing. Man, I'm going to follow through now that I know where he's at with the, with the, uh, the second one. Uh, and a 22 is going to strike him, but his skin seems to be hardened by magic, and your sword kind of glances off and doesn't really do any damage. Okay. And now with this, the spell, I'm going to deliver an, uh, a third attack with my sword, where uh, purple and black energy start coming off a CR and... Uh, a spell that really interests me that I saw Bartleby do one time back in the day and I wanted to try it out on this guy. Okay. With a 15, I miss. And, uh, <laughs> a 15, yeah. You're, you're going to continue really wanting to try it out because you're actually, he's a surprisingly good duelist. Yeah. With his magical defenses, you're having a really hard time laying a hit on him. He's dueling me. Evla's dazed. Mercandus is dazed. Dara. So I... You hear uh, his fight, but you don't see him coming out I of the hallway. Fight. I don't hear anything. Um, and through all of my military training, I just can't hold my position. I see Nell hasn't moved at all. The webs are gone, too. Yeah, the webs are and also the gone. the webs are gone. And I just can't hold my military training and stay put. And I hop in through the window and make it as far as I can over to Nell. You are still hasted, question mark? Haste still going? Yes. You have yeah. sixty foot movement. I have oh. I have the timer on. So yeah, you can go thirty five. You can get to the corner. You can get all the way. I mean, you see Goat Ghost from there. So whether you want to okay. move up behind Goat Ghost is I up to you. <laughs> I'm gonna sit over here behind this, and then once I get here, I'm gonna pull out my last cure light wound potion, and then uh, next turn I'll. I, well, I have to pull it out next turn, but I'll be there. Right. True soldier, never leave a man behind. Goat Ghost is going to float forward with the hand outstretched, outstretched up behind the electrocuted Mercandus. And as he does, he passes a hand into Mercandus's back. And you see Mercandus's face go pale at the one oh. behind him. The color kind of starts to drain away and his eyes go wide. And he just... Um, tries his best not to double over from the electrocution and the racking pain through his body still doing his best to deflect Inori but clearly just being touched by Goat Ghost is causing a massive drama Kena. 
Well, let's add to that massive trauma, shall we? Sounds like a plan. Just a scream of rage. A 17 is going to uh, sweep by as you're trying to get reach into a battle here that's happening. Fight through Inori. But I got a second one. He's, yeah, he's dancing pretty unpredictably around two different people. A 24, however, is exact lethal to hit him. Whew. Another six. Chipping away. Don't care. You hit him for You're six damage. Die. It's a little more than chipping away. After whatever goat ghost has done to him, as you manage to land this final hit with the glaive, what do you do? I see him reeling from whatever this thing behind him is, but I don't care. I don't care if it's a ghost, if it's a goat, whatever it is. All I know is that Mercondus's head is going to look great mounted up next to all the other monsters we have back at home. So I'm just going to reach straight. I'm, Nori swings up. I swing around and I catch him like he's going up to defend and I catch him right in the armpit and just straight up into his neck. Just With that, his body goes immediately limp and slumps down off of your glaive with the goat ghost's hand still just sitting there where his body was. And he looks up at the group of you and turns around and starts floating back down the hall. Okay, then. I'm not done yet. And I'm just going to push, take a nori, and push past him, oh. pull my glaive out, and head for the door where I know Embla is. And as you come into the room, this would actually be the round that Embla's invisibility wears off. Oh so no! So you would, uh, you would come around the corner to a dazed, uh, well, not any more dazed, Embla with her loot on the ground, digging through her bag, uh, an empty potion rolling across the floor next to her rifling for another one and she looks up at the uh, you no uh, words just oh. swinging <laughs> nothing she is just sitting on the ground she's literally sitting on the ground don't, so you can you can just coup de gras her it's yeah well, I guess we see who the better bard was out of all of us and just lob her head off. Uh, seeing that, I'm going to start looking around. Where's Nell? Uh, I'm going to drag Nell to the corner as this, this weird goat little goat is. passes by you and it passes up into the middle of the room and then just as it had appeared once, it sinks down into the floor. I'm going to give Nell that potion. Well, a question. Everybody knows about the boots. If I'm unconscious, can you not just plant my no, feet for me? you can't me? use the boots when you're unconscious. <laughs> Shut up. You cannot activate a magic item on someone else's body. There you go. 
So you, uh, Dara gives you a potion. I'll save us the moment rolling for the potion because it's not important because you're going to heal for an amount and then stand up and boots yourself back to, uh, back to full over time. But you take a potion. You wake up on the floor. Uh, surrounded by the bodies of the giant women who had been coming after you previously. I take it we won. I have no idea what happened. You should ask them. Is that a was that a, like a goat demon ghost thing? I don't know. It was... I'm hoping it had something to do with Hundrika. And at this, the, uh, as the sounds of battle have kind of quieted here, the lady behind the counter slowly peeks up over the surface of the bar and looks around out the room and looks back at the huge, like, destroyed entryway to this hallway and crossbow bolts sticking out of the wall and, like, places where paint's been fla flash frozen off of the beams and... <laughs> Just puts a head in the hands and doesn't say anything. Uh, we can, um, yeah, we can throw some money at this. Uh, sorry about your bar. I'm just gonna flash, flash our rings and be like, you can take it up with the Earl. We were sent here to capture an extremely dangerous criminal. And she just, she doesn't move at all. Just heads to her hands. And at that, do you hear the pounding of footsteps running in towards the door? Oh, and no. into the room, Morningstar raised over her head is Hudrika. All right, you bastards, what are we doing? And she's got the Morningstar in one hand and what appears to be a, a palm-sized glass corked vial that is fizzing violently in the other. She's the group I'm here, what are we doing? I'm just going to point at the broken window. They went that way. And uh, so, uh, and she tosses the bottle out the door behind her, and you hear an explosion. Had about three <laughs> seconds for that one. Thought it'd be more imminent, and takes a few steps towards the window. It stops. Hydra, it's Wait. over. I think you won at least. Fine win. Oh. Well, it it was a I, bit rough, but, but for the well, moment, yeah. Did he help at least? At least three mender. She calls out, and as she does, the goat ghost rises up to the floor again, looking at her. Like, oh, fantastic! You made it. Useful, yay! Extremely terrifying, actually. I, I mean, you should have passed along that this was going to be included with the plan. But it seemed like we were in a bit of a hurry. Didn't have a whole lot of time for scheming and. Dealing out exactly the details of how we're gonna do things. I told you I'd help, and I did. The, the creature did help, yes. Yeah. Good. I. Well, it's 60 40. You'd understood who he was supposed to be attacking when he got here. So I'm glad to hear that worked out for you. 60 40? That's not. I don't like those odds. This is more likely than not. They said it was urgent. More don't likely. look a gift alchemist in the mouth. I guess you're right. Thanks. Thanks for the help. 
So what what do we do exactly? And then she looks at the she sees like the bodies of blood all the way down the hall and the hallway is basically destroyed and the ceiling would be sagging a bit for all the damage it took. Like, well, I take it we killed. I don't know who this lady lot is. They don't recognize him. Mm-hmm. Um, the first thing I'm gonna do is grab for that cloak <laughs> that yep. Marcondis is wearing. Uh, I'll be taking that. <laughs> no, no more. Not again. No more. Please. Unless it's me going poof or Baylor going poof, no more. The, uh, and uh, Hadrika puts her Morning Star back in the slot under her belt. Well, I don't know what we did. I'm hoping we're on the right side of it. It seemed well enough. It looked like you had the council's support anyway up on the hill. Hey, you're defending it as far as I can tell, so. Better... This man was behind a great many of the issues plaguing this town. Oh, well, fantastic. That's well, what we're here for, at least. We're trying to help out the city where we can, and if and it's men, we're kind of in like a hallway behind. Like, she's not where that is, yeah. but I mean, well, I, I gesture to the hallway. Gestured. Yeah. Well, that seems like the best we could possibly do to be helping. I'm glad to be a part. And we would love to come and Thank the Twilight, the Twilight Child, and uh, the rest of you for all your help. There's no need. Uh, we do what we can for people in need. We've tried as much as we can in our time here to be helpful, to assist the community, and w- with what limited abilities we do have. And admittedly, it's my particular talents are fantastic for that most of the time. But you know, this is exactly the kind of initiative I can get behind. So do you, lot are like a. Uh, Traveling heroes of sort. <laughs> yep. We never really did come up with like a, a name for what we are, are we? I don't know if heroes is the correct word, but we do we do want the good for the country. Ah, it's all shades of gray. By my count later at least. <laughs> well perhaps I can take you up on that. Bellor, what I'd like to discuss something with you in uh, private, if you got a moment, if you, the job hitters. We seem to be standing around well enough, so... Uh, just... We do need to return to the council, but it's not urgent ah, it's no, anymore. Not, nothing super immediate. If you can, I can meet you up there. Seems reasonable to me. All right, well... A few hours then. Meet you on the hill. I'm curious if you have any improvements for me mate here. And she gestures to Dream Render. Hey, he's efficient enough, but I believe he's the first of his kind. And alchemy alone only takes you so far, you understand. I'm interested in him as well, so... As I'd hoped he'd be. Uh, besides, I'm sure Paul would love to meet you. Anyway, we can do. Uh, with a wave and a smile on her face, she turns around and just waddles out of the smashed tavern <laughs> with the bodies everywhere, and Dream Render sinks back into the ground. And you can, that, uh... seeing where he is, see just a faint image of energy gliding across the ground as he moves around behind her. Was that the flirt in there, Baylor? Oh. She's, she's with know. the cult. She's got information. 
I mean, yeah, I figured you'd probably play that card and give me one of those answers. But come on. I am very suspicious of that thing. Yeah, we don't need that to <laughs> We need to figure out what it is and how to get rid of it. Uh, meanwhile... Some form of animate dream. Mm, meanwhile, what can, what can we glean from all of their effects here? Uh, quite a few things, and I'll give you a list if you want to write it down, and then we can take our break real quick, like, because you will gather between the assorted corpses on the ground here where you have just murdered the hell out of everyone. Kahina has a cape of the Montebank. Yeah, you have a cape of, a cape of the Montebank. Yes, that's what that is. Um, <laughs> Which I'm sure I could figure out. The Yeah, you can do that. The giant women have each an amulet of natural armor and cloak of resistance plus one. You, your spellcraft, you can't fail those at this point. So two of each of those. Go ahead and write that down. And then you can't fail their armor either. That hide they were wearing, it seemed almost like a costume. Well, it largely is. And the enchantment on it, a transmutation, kind of explains how they were generally so easy to throw Nell around and also to, well, largely rip out of their bonds. And the surface, it's plus one hide armor. But it also gives the wearer a plus two competence bonus on any strength checks to do anything ever, as well as bull rush attempts. In addition, they treat their, uh, you basically treat your strength score as if it was eight higher for purposes of your carrying capacity. They're basically enchanted dire lion pelts that they wear that aren't crazy useful in combat, but would have a lot of other applications. They're worth about 3,500 gold a piece. So if you want to just put, I'm assuming nobody wants these, you can sell the pair of them for 3,500 gold. <laughs> Nell's gonna keep one for when we're carrying things. Just flexing on yeah, people. I'm keeping one. Well, 3,500 a piece. What's it uh, called? It's called a powerhouse pelt. <laughs> of course it is. Otherwise, they ha each had a potion of cure moderate wounds on them. So you also get two potions of cure moderate wounds and an empty potion they'd already consumed. <laughs> because strength is cool. Can I take one of those gear monitors right now? Yeah. Embla, uh, the rest of the gear is not magical. Embla actually has very little gear, it seems. She drank all of her potions. And uh, she's not even wearing armor, just clothes. Actually going ahead and just sell both of them because I can't wear it and full plate. It is, yeah, it's hide. It is armor. But she does have bracers of armor plus one and a ring of protection plus one, neither of which you can fail the check to identify. So two amulets, two cloaks, one ring, one bracers. Mercondus has quite a bit on him. You're already familiar with the cape of the mountain bank. You already know about that one. The, that's definitely a thing that you have. Uh, you've experienced way too many times in this campaign by now. <laughs> they just gave those out like candy at the War for the Crown bad guy meeting. <laughs> I mean, they're pretty useful when you're yeah, a bad guy. They're pretty useful when you're a bad guy. He has 
an unenchanted mithril shirt, which is still not bad. Another, uh... I'm going to temporarily put on a unenchanted mithril shirt. <laughs> That's right, because you have no other option. <laughs> uh, keep, keep that mismail, even though it's broken. Keep the pieces. I, I, I mean, I'm keeping it. Another ring of mind shielding, because the party's had great experiences with these so far. Um, and the rest of his stuff is actually non-magical. He How many rings can you wear? Two. Two. Well, you can wear as many as you want. You can only have two magical rings on. And he you only has have the effects of two. Two yeah. wands and a scroll, which are all low enough. I don't think you can fail. What is your spellcraft modifier? I don't think you can fail any of this. Uh, fourteen for me. Uh, nineteen. Yeah, you can't fail any of this. Uh, he has a scroll of cure serious wounds. That's his read magic. You can just do that for free. He has a wand of bear's endurance. Which is plus four con, with which has ten charges left, and a wand of shield with thirty charges left. Ooh. Ooh. So, actually, the and between the four of them, a hundred gold in loose change. They had surprisingly little. Like honestly, very surprisingly little. How are we see. feeling about dividing up that ring of uh, one my more prediction. thing? You can, I mean, you can have it. I'm fine with I it. I wouldn't mind it. That'd be nice. The last thing he has on him is yet more letters, some sent and unsent correspondence, all of which addressed to Maxilar Pytharius. Of course. Unfortunately, going through the, the several he has gathered on his person, there aren't, like, there's not enough direct information here to, like, implicate him or to tie him directly to this scheme. But it is, it's not enough to formally accuse Pytharius of anything. But it is certainly enough to make it clear that at the very least, Pytherius was aware of what Mercandus was doing here in Yanmus. It's Does it give the money, like where he was getting his money from? It does not, no. Mm. But uh, Pytherius was at least aware of it and was most likely complicit in these plans of his to summon in the Paraka and to turn the Talden horse against the town. But it's not enough to incriminate him as having directly given the order. So, with Kahina, I'm sure very satisfied for the moment. But in the grand scheme of things, only really a single step on her road to vengeance here. Let's take our break. Let's take our break. Let's go to the bathroom, get some beverages, etc. All back here as you pick through the various bits of uh, what's left behind from Mercandus, Embla, and his two goons. What were their weapons, by the way? All unenchanted. It was a rapier, an earthbreaker, and Embla literally just had a dagger. Oh, they had two earthbreakers? They both had earthbreakers. Yeah, they're two unenchanted earthbreakers. 
Not a single. They weren't even masterwork. The only masterwork weapon is Macondas' rapier. So, uh, Embla had no armor and literally just, like, a knife as a backup weapon. She is clearly not a fighter at all. She's not anything now because she's dead. But did she, she have, was... like, a solid gold loot? Like, what did all of her money go into? As a bard, she had to have money. <laughs> yeah, Macondas probably because she has basically nothing. She has, like, 25 gold on her and a couple potions. Funding the Talden horse, uh, calling for Paraka to the material plane. The vast majority yeah. of their money is tied up in other, you know, expenditures is the word I'm going to use. Activities. As you're picking through this, Chief Osfer strolls in the door with her, wearing her badge, her bright red jacket, but without her helmet, and her hand on her longsword, but not just resting, not aggressively or anything. And she walks in, and as she does, the waitress, still cowering behind the bar, pops up. Oh! Oh, thank the gods! Uh, Chief Osfer! And she just holds up a hand. It looks over the grip of you. Fine work. We got him. Bit of a mess, but... Got the end result. Of course, the law comes first in all things. These... Walls and floors can be repaired, but this strange filth that found its way into our walls has been dealt with. I thank you, and Yanmas thanks you. You've done good work here today. Though I loathe to admit it, Lord Atun is not incorrect. Mercondus is a powerful man with powerful allies and probably beyond what my men could have handled. We thank you. We were sent here to help. We did the best we could. As I was told. I was alerted by a page from the council a few minutes ago. Was told to arrive here with no particular hurry. I had men stationed around, oh, heading to stations around, but I doubt they'd have made a difference if they were face to face with Mercondus alone. Truth be told, I'm not sure what he was capable of, but I know he had some magic behind him, and that's more than any of my men can claim, to be sure. A lot doesn't... of backup as well. <clears throat> they just gesture to the women. Yeah. As I can see, what were they circus performers? That was my first guess, too. We've had our fair run-in with clowns. Well, <laughs> strange company the man chose to keep, I must admit. Mm. Still... Well. And she just looks at you. Oh, we found some more um, information uh, on him um, that we would need to take to the council. Uh, let me see. Mel's out of hand. He hands her the uh, the letters that Mercondus had on him. Mm -hmm. She just kind of flips through them. Not much solid. No, not at all. I don't envy whoever has to follow this up. If anyone, I admit. We may just have to let this one go. There's nothing here that admits anything other than he was aware of what was going on here. It seems that Mercondus was operating of his own ambition. Perhaps trying to make a name for himself in Pytherius' future court as the Grand Prince. Who knows his motivations now? A cleric could ask him, perhaps, but 
Not much else. I assume the man's dead. Aye. Good. If there is any justice in this world, he'll be rotting in the hells of whatever forsaken deities he claimed to worship, because gods know it wasn't Abadar. Or anything good and holy. Still, it's confusing. Can't really understand his motive. Oh. If you wanted clout with Pytherius, surely there were more reasonable avenues to pursue. Why turn against the city Pytherius wants so desperately? I think his goal was to discredit us and make you desperate for his need or for his assistance. Must have understood the chance of this backfiring so spectacularly, though. When you're that arrogant, you don't even imagine that failure is a possibility. It was his biggest weakness. I've spent my whole life being underestimated, so it happens. Well, whatever it is, it's dealt with now. We can handle this from here, of course. You have the, not just the council, but the Baron's Grace to come here and deal with this, so obviously we have no further need for interactions. My men can clean this up. We'll handle the bodies and <sighs> figure out how we're going to present, present this. I should let you know, though, if you're expecting credit or a parade of sorts, there'll be much of that. Reconnaissance's death will probably be billed as an accident. Which is probably better for the city as a whole anyway. As it yeah, is. Yeah, we don't need to make any martyrs. He's a powerful man with powerful allies, and whatever he may have been responsible for here, if I have the wits to know, this shouldn't get out to the city as a whole. Surely the council knows that as well. But they'll probably appreciate knowing the deed is done, and I won't take that away from you. Go. Speak with them. The council still waits. They're cleaning up the dragon mess. <laughs> Thank you so much. And, Off uh, to the council. To the council. She walks up, and as you're leaving, she just on the counter. Off you go, lass! Our watch business here. Just walk over and sling an arm around Nell and just pat him and say some words and throw a couple of heels. <laughs> I'm full health. How are he, you? Yeah, he's been using the boots. He's, he's good to go. Oh, he's been using the boots. He's got okay. his magic You'll booties. go to throw one on me. It does nothing. <laughs> I can't be killed. Look, <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you're okay, Nell. I got yeah, literally to... everybody else is fairly injured, yeah. well, including I mean, you. Like, like but, uh, Nell is standing there with like his chest bare and no wounds on it. <laughs> <laughs> his, his armor. He's got the pieces of his armor in a sack. It's like his his nice shirt is ripped apart underneath it. He just <laughs> I just brave hearting it. Yep. Like, <laughs> Well, chalk up, tank the giant lady with a huge mallet shirtless on the list of accomplishments that Nels achieved today. Uh, where are you guys I will, headed? I will definitely say I am proud to have blocked one hit with no armor. Yeah, you, you, you did it. You, you deflected one hit with no Very armor. Good. Just out yeah, of those pure. Are big hammers. Yeah, yeah bark skin. Told you to back off. I could have webbed him earlier. You just web me next time. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> he will. He will do If he that. webs her in melee range of you, she still keeps hitting you. That's fine. It's just grappled. It's equally bad for both of you. Her attack yeah, goes down by two grappled. and your AC goes down by two. Oh, she can't use a two-handed weapon, actually. She's no, grappled you. Grappled can't use two-handed. Can't use two-handed. Yep. Yeah, that actually would have been. She would have just had to start punching you. 
That should have been kind of funny. So where are we heading? Back Home? to the council. Probably. council. Oh, the council, of course. Though. Oh, I mean, we healing up first? I would like to. I mean, yeah, we can do I, just, that. I have. I actually have enough spells. I I've got cure serious and plenty of cure light. Do you can I mean, throw what? a few of your spells out for the day to just heal everyone up to full, and okay. the group of you head back up to the mercantile council, where several fire watch and pages and secretaries like are outside, kind of scratching their heads on how exactly they're going to dispose of a giant dead dragon right outside their doors. Uh, there are a few wagons and covered carriages of various sizes that are brought up, all significantly smaller than the dragon. I'm walking I'm walking past just, you know, kind of looking at at, at the, uh, the damage, and that was me, just so you guys know. And, uh, right here. I just say that a lot of the pages and secretaries look at you annoyed. Some of the fire watch, like, <laughs> Because you made him deal with this. And a lot of the Firewatch just glance over you and glance back at the dragon. How much does a dragon weigh? Or a drake? Well, picking it up's not I'm the gonna... problem. It's well, the only for eating. Yeah, because, like, <laughs> I have an idea. About a ton and a half. good jerky? A ton and a half. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I can pull it. It's <laughs> just pulling on the powerhouse belt and just dragged the thing up the hill. Yep. <sighs> didn't we? Didn't we determine you couldn't pull two thousand pounds? Well, he didn't have but a powerhouse belt previously. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Which okay. gives him plus eight strength for carrying capacity, which lets him drag about three quarters of a ton <laughs> more, I believe. Uh, so, that lets uh, me drag four thousand six hundred. Yep. So yeah, strength's kind of carrying capacity scales up pretty exponentially, honestly. So, so, I mean, if we need to move it, I can just move it. I mean, it isn't your problem, to be fair. We can figure out how to deal with the dragon later. You make your way into the Mercantile Council, and they're in such disarray that Gregor Hamble's not there to meet you. Obviously, you recognize enough that nobody stops you going in. Even if they did, just hold up our fingers. Yeah, you go like, uh, hello. <laughs> so you just make your way to the council chambers, where all five members of the council are there. Very fervently discussing these events and revelations. Is and it wrong of me to have expected this guy to be the ass? Lord of Are you saying, are you saying <laughs> just, just from, no, I'm like, out of character, from his face, I expected he was going to be... Wow. First of all, <laughs> I mean, it is 2019, sir, and you are much? judging this man yes. by his appearance. How dare I'm, you? I'm basing that off of um, Titus. Yeah, fair. Uh, well, not everyone is a Titus. Yeah. Larda Tune, subversion of expectation, etc., etc. <laughs> All of the council turns to you and falls silent as you enter. And Larda Tune stands up from his seat. Well, you catch him. We did. He is no longer a problem to Yonmas. Oh. Far be it me to revel in the situations that led to these circumstances, but surely Yonmas is better off with him out of the way. We thank you, but unfortunately I'm afraid that your exploits this time are not going to merit quite the festival that stopping the nightmare plague that fell over our city previously had. 
And he explains basically the same thing that Chief Osfer had told you. Given the situation, this isn't something they can really let get out. They're going to keep this super under wraps. But you very much do have their thanks. Yeah. As well it should, Yonmus doesn't need that. That wasn't why we were sent here. Not for play, praise and accolades. We were genuinely sent here to help. And I must admit, we've received two envoys in past weeks. One from the Imperialist and one from the Loyalists. All we got from the South was a man who subverted our trust and our safety and turned it against us. What we received from the Crown Daughter was support, help, and solutions to the problems our city faced. Now, I can't publicly declare Yanmas to one side or the other. None of us can, of course. Our neutrality is important for our connections. Our business must come first, after all. And the halfling, Lady Cobbin, stands up on her chair. He's like, to hell with that! After all of they've done, you're not gonna... Uh, you can't even give support to the bloody faction that's done it for us! If there's going to be a bid for the crown, of course, Utropia has the city's backing. The council's the baron, by all means. Clearly, we see which way the crown falls. For a turn. Hmm. Well, Lady Coburn's support, excitable as it may be, and the chief enumerator then stands as well. If we're putting this to a vote, I agree. After what they've done for us, and especially in her name, our loyalties should lie with their side. Eutropia has proven that those under her employ and those she trusts can be trusted. And with that, the last two, Lady Ghoul and Lady Rawls, both just nod and raise a hand with an eye in order to turn. Well, clearly I'm outvoted. Be that as it may, I suppose she has our support. She'll be proud of you, as we are, I imagine. If you can claim assistance and neutrality and all of that, but I and we all understand the workings of politics. Regardless of these ends, I'm sure this is why Princess Eutropia sent you here in the first place. Yes, it sounds as if she'll have Yanvis's support. And with that, the Avon Prefecture as a whole will stand with her. We are glad to hear. We are very grateful. We know it's not a decision that any of you came to lightly. It's one I'm still not sure of, but again, clearly, my say has been had. Well, if there's anything else you need in your time in Yanmas, please, don't hesitate to let us know. But from here, we need simply rebuild, reforge our connections, and resupply. There's work yet to be done, of course, to undermine the damage that has been done by both the Nightmares and the traitorous military battalion, but Yanmas has suffered worse. Yanmas has suffered many ills in its time, and yet Yanmas still perseveres. As coin flows through the city, so too does the grace of Abadar. And that the uh, chief enumerator nods his head, and uh, Lurditon continues, we'll sort things out well enough. 
You've done more than anyone could have asked of you. And I wish there was more we could do to thank you for it. I do have uh, one request. If you do not mind. Not all of the Talden horse were betrayed. Uh, this uh, town, half of them did not. And they were sent to their death. But only one survived. And she is currently in hiding. And she is loyal. She will uh, will need protection and maybe integrated back into the military services of this town. And uh, Lady Rawls, the armor, speaks up. We've heard reports that the bandit attacks to the east are not gone entirely, but severely reduced. Uh, apparently some pockets of this traitor cell are still operating on their own, but without their leader, they're in disarray. Uh, their attacks are near random and much less focused and organized. In fact, some of the caravan guards have actually been able to fend them off. Some of the soldiers themselves have been captured and have expressed their regrets, not that they'll save them from the gallows. But if there are those who chose to stand with Yanmis and with civilization, when Commander Stobel turned traitor, of course. They've committed no crimes. No shelter her. And she might actually be able to help you find what's left of some of these uh, leftovers of what we did not manage to take out. She would be valuable to well, find tell, them. Tell me what you know and we'll do what we can. And you explain to her about uh, Lieutenant John Rick and where she's hiding up in the forest and probably warn her about the log trap. But... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But and approach with caution. The, she is very skittish. She can tell her that. <laughs> But oh, go forward, you know, announcing that <laughs> tall grasses has Hello. fallen. Stobel's dead. <laughs> All of the Stobel's dead. You can come out dead. now. We killed the entire family. <laughs> so, uh, the chief enumerator, Polyator, stands up now and nods. It's truly, you walk blessed in the light, a righteous and holy path. The scales have weighed heavily in your favor, friends. If there is anything you need of me or my church, please, we will do what we can for you. But I'm afraid, given the gifts you have bestowed upon Giannis, my personal concerns are far more unimportant. There's nothing more we need of you. Anything else you want to say to the council? We what? thank the council. <laughs> uh, what Bella? will you say about these bandits? Will you let it get out that they were in fact not Kadiran? We will deal with the underlying issues in our city. This is brought to light as we always have. Righteousness will persevere. Uh, the path of the good always triumphs. Uh, neither I nor any of my fellow councilmen here see the need to share the connection between the Talden horse and the bandits. We've no need to undermine their faith in our military or our nation further. We will simply announce that the bandit leader, their chieftain, has been put down and the Firewatch has the remainder under control and what happened to the cavalry will remain a mystery. 
It is unfortunately what we must do. Just nod. So with that, your victory reported. You're free to return home. So after what has been another I, fairly eventful day. <laughs> yeah. So while we're in there talking to them, I was just checking on it real quick. Um, while we're there, I'd like to ask them about plots of land available in the city. And uh, they would... Uh, Chief Palliator manages a lot of that because similar to how it did in Yon <coughs> this goes through the Church of Abadar. And he would be more than glad to help you out with literally whatever it is you want. Of course, at proper market prices. So if you wanted to purchase some land for your for another brewery here, another extension. This one, I was thinking about building a museum. How to build a museum? A museum okay. to Shaylin. Uh, he's going to be less enthused about that, but he's it's not... It's not religious, it's just full of art. It's a museum to Shaylin. It's not religious, guys. It's just a deity's museum. He's, he's not going to be super... appreciate art. Yeah, he's not going to be super excited about that, but he's, it's going to be far from him to stop you. He has no problem with it. Uh, he would be able to get you a plot of land. Where in Yanmas do you want it? Where are you hoping to put this? This map does not want to load. There it is. What general district, at least? So Things are going to be cheaper uh, in Southern Bountiful. And much cheaper in the Wash, which is near the Central River. Churchside is the most, basically the more north you go, the more expensive it's going to be. Uh, how expensive would Churchside be? If you want a plot of land, or even one of the, uh, an, a, an old building that's up in Churchside, I'd say you could just outright purchase a building for 800 gold. And then obviously you don't have to decide that right now. That can yeah. be uh energy. Yeah, I was more so asking yeah, about figure out whatever energy. you want to do with that. So the rest of you go oh, all of you rather, after that can head is there any finally, is there anything else anyone wants to ask the council before we leave the council chambers? I mean you can pretty much come back up here whenever, but is there any burning pertinent questions? I'm good. Are we heading home? I don't want to send me plans, but are we heading home? <laughs> heading Rooks. back to the to the tavern or the inn, wherever we were. Yeah, we had like a condo. You had like a condo. Yeah, it's not like you're actually staying in like a separate rental okay. building, basically. So as you make your way back, the council is absolutely correct. You have done a fantastic service, not just for Yanmas but being the connection to the north and Kazmaran out to the east, a service for Yanmis is a great service for all of Taldor. And I believe, spread among you, you have several artifacts that are going to approve of your actions as you yourselves become more intertwined in writing Taldor's history. Dignity's Barb is now a plus three seeking dark wood light crossbow. So plus one more enhancement bonus. So plus one to attack and damage on everything. 
and you can use your ability to roll twice to confirm a critical hit at will. What? You what? always roll twice to confirm crits. Yeah, we're not relics. Relics get ridiculous. The Envoy what? Ring. Remind me what it does right now. <laughs> I don't actually remember exactly where you're at. Uh, I know I have plus three on diplomacy, linguistics, reform. Yes. Uh, charm person. Where do I have it? It's charm person and comprehend languages once per day. It's DC 17 right now. And when you just said you can use it to disguise yourself and you can there read, speak, and understand the area language. Yes. Those are all Our things you can do right now. DC 17, comprehend languages three times per day. All right. Yeah, and the power of the envoy ring expands and you can now use charm person at will. And it's DC 18. <laughs> You're charmed. You're charmed. Everyone's charmed. But if, if they pass their save, you can't target them again with the ring's charm person for 24 hours. You're charmed tomorrow. In, ad <laughs> <laughs> in, a, in addition, this power of diplomacy expands beyond what simply politics or simple politics is capable of. And once per day, it can be used to cast charm monster. DC 23. Coriana's blade. Roll me a d6 now. Uh, there we go. All right, so we have it's black, red, pink, I have green. Fire, and yeah. I have magic missile. Yeah, magic missile is the default one. It's black, red, pink, green. Uh, as all of you become more and again intertwined in building the story of Taldor. The cracks fade away from the pink gem in the pommel of your sword. You can use the ability of the pink gem against the mind-affecting effect. So you get once per day, you can just immune yourself to one fire, one magic missiles, and one mind-affecting effect. It is also now a plus three defending longsword. No, it's not. It's plus three AC. <laughs> Uh, yes, that's what, yeah, that's, 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 exactly that's what he said. Yeah, that's what I said. That's what I said. The, okay, now, uh, Kahina, you are wielding two relics. You have the mask melded into your face and the banner. You need to choose one of them to improve. If you have um, multiple relics, you only get to pick one. Give me... Give me... The mask. All right. The, I was looking, but the mask isn't on here. I see the... The mask, I know I tweaked a bit. So, the mask... Because you put them out of order, right? I did it out of order, right. Uh, what does the mask give you right now? I did it out of order, but didn't write I, down what it I did. I don't know because it's not up here anymore. All right, so I'm going to give you the first triumph at random. There. Uh, you. I know you gave her the yeah, charisma actually, on it. I gave you, that's yeah. what I thought. I gave you, it gives you plus two. Uh, I don't know, yeah, why isn't that there? That's weird. Let me go dig that up real quick. I disappeared out of your journal. I'll find that later. Mm -hmm. But uh, let me give you 
It gives you plus two enhancement to charisma right now and mm -hmm. uh, plus two to sense motive checks unless you use comprehend languages once a day because those are the base things. Mm-hmm. Now, is this once per day? Uh, no. While you are talking to someone or observing a conversation, as a swift action, you can activate a power in the mask to use detect thoughts at DC 19 on a single person in the conversation. And you can use detect thoughts for up to nine rounds per day. I'm going to tell you to look at how detect thoughts works because it's kind of like detect magic where you have to do it for up to three rounds before it really does stuff. So you can functionally use it to its full capacity three times per day. But it's however you want to split up nine rounds mm -hmm. of detect thoughts on people. And I think that's it. All of those relics become more powerful. All of you become slightly more powerful. And as you retire back to your homes, with I imagine no further plans for this particular day after saving- I've got plans. Well, you have plans, but no group go and slay monsters in a dungeon kind of plans for today. Why don't we do a persona phase? for everybody real quick because you've got a lot to go on right now. You've done a lot for Yonmas and this is a great time to capitalize on turning that <laughs> into renown. Baylor, you're up first. What do you want to do? I was not ready for this. Uh... Surprise! Persona phase! <laughs> well, do you want to increase one of your things or do you want to do uh, an operation? And also, do you need me to review the Yonmas operations again? I've, I've got my operations still going. Oh, yeah. Yours is actually still... Yours just keeps, keeps going. Uh, yeah. And you don't have to do anything to maintain it. that. Yeah, it's going to continue going. Yep, that's going to keep going. I want to increase my genius more. It can go up to... Well, it can go up to eight now, right? Yep. Well, what do you... Do you want to? What do you, What is your genius right now? Is it seven? Yeah. Oof. Or is it six? Hold on. Mine's higher than yours. It's... Or no, it's we should six. both be six. Yeah, yeah, mine's at six. Six genius. All right, so you want to go to seven? It's going to be a DC 29 and whatever check you want to do. But what do you want to do? See, I don't have any good ideas for something for it. We'll come back to you, I Nell. I wouldn't think into this. We'll come back to you. Nell, do you know what you want to do for a Persona phase? We're raising heroism from six to seven, telling the awesome story of suplexing a dire lion. There you go. There you <laughs> Pretty go. Pretty solid. Uh, that's going to be a DC 29 for trying to go so high. Don't ever tell me the odds. He's still got a negative level for coming back to life. Nothing stops the suplex story. And... <laughs> Nell, you tell this story with such fervor that it is like a, a, a almost a bedtime story. Parents tell their kills. You better you better eat your spinach, or Nell is gonna body slam you through that wall. And with a thirty-four, you absolutely go up to seven heroism. And I think that's the first time someone's gotten to seven of something, isn't it? Yes. What does seven give you? Ah. Well, you're going to like this one. You know how you get a plus two to intimidate for having uh, three in heroism? No. 
That's I'm pretty sure that's already factored in there. Unless you it's literally not, have nothing that, in there. I, I did no. once per once oh yeah, it's once per time. once okay. per between persona phases you can do that. Instead of a two, you can give yourself a plus four now. Okay. I'm gonna write that down because I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, once per, once between persona phases you can it's leverage like that to get a plus four on an intimidate. Dara, what do you want to do? I am going to help the uh, lady that we bring out of the the caval uh, cavalry woman. Uh, Lieutenant Jonrick? Yes. Uh, I'm going to help when she gets out. Uh, she may need some help, She's generally. A She's a little generally shaken. She's a little shaken and a little bit on the uh, frantic side. Uh, so I can just roll a um, heal check, make sure she's good to go and kind of just hang out with her for a bit and be like, you know, we're good to go, people. Okay. So what are you trying to get to? I am trying to get to uh, three with sacrifice. Alrighty, so then you need a DC 21. Okay. Uh, I do not get that. I could always yeah. use my You could use point. your table reroll here. <laughs> okay. Well, she's doing it. Oh, she does it. Yeah. And she gets a 22. Got him. Yeah. So you do manage to raise your sacrifice to three. See, Dara's great at doing the things. He's not so great at selling himself and taking credit for the things. He doesn't do quite as good there. Yeah. But with the work you put in as Lieutenant John Reck is brought back in and like already being an officer, Lieutenant, as operations are put in, in place for her to basically reform the Talden horse, you're alongside her, and that that gets you some notice. So at sacrifice three, you gain the once between persona phases ability to add to a skill check, and you can get a plus two to a heal or a survival skill check once between each persona phase. Kahina. Uh, so my guys are no longer obviously following Mercondas. My, I sent them out on maneuvers. Oh, I have a reroll. Thanks, Dan. Oh, Dan. Betrayed. I used to like you. It's fine oh. because this reroll, when Squid wow. goes to use it, he's gonna convert whatever he rolls into a one. You calling that already? Wow. Calling it right now. That's bold. Oh, He's no. gonna convert it to a one. No, no. We'll see. We'll see what damn. We'll see that when you're rerolling a new character. No. <laughs> <laughs> Go continue, Kahina. Sorry, I noticed they had a villain point. So, um, my guys are done with their with their maneuvers because my followers are done because Macondas is dead. Yeah, they're definitely back. That's the thing. It's over. <laughs> they are yeah, they're just back. watching his dead body. <laughs> they just did the it staring at the floor. Making sure Nothing nobody raises him on the sly. <laughs> rules is um, written versus rules is intended. <laughs> so what What can I send them out on now? Since uh, Any not. of your base operations or you do a safe house, can't you? Or is that just me? You can. Uh, that's, it depends on your facet. Oh, any of your facets based operations. My facet is charm. Uh, so for charm, anybody can assign agents to try to infiltrate the cult and attend a ceremony. But you kind of already did that, so there's not a whole lot you're going to learn having done that yourself. 
Uh, you could try to make a counter cult. Was the charm one that okay. draws the attention of the cult of the Twilight Child and try to provoke or distract some of them away. Sounds like a plan. Since that's where we're going next, let's start a counter cult, shall we? Alright, so you're going to start that operation and we'll have that check be rolled when it becomes relevant. Inori. Okay. I would like to spread the word um, in... I don't know how I would do it, though. Spread the word of the... On, on how Inori the White Raven took down two dragons in the same day, and the criminal underbelly should fear her at all times because you never know when she's she's going to show up. That sounds like heroism. <laughs> it's, it's like backwards it underground heroism. <laughs> well, that, that's why you know it's a story. That's what I mean. All right. So what are you, you rolling? That's I the, just. That's a, I mean, would that be diplomacy? Well, well what are you what are you trying to raise? Your uh, subterfuge? My subterfuge. I'm specifically trying to target criminals with this. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'd like to use diplomacy for that. That makes sense to me. What are you trying to go to? Uh, four subterfuge. That's a DC twenty-three. <sighs> okay. I can't roll to aid, can I? No, these are all. She's so really good at individual. telling stories, though. <laughs> holy individual. <laughs> All right. <laughs> this is your legacy. That's oh, a 26. You, you don't need no help. You can tell your own it. stories. Just, you can did you it. You went up. in the back. Say this. <laughs> so uh, with your four, you now once per persona phase can leverage your reputation to make an NPC that is at worst indifferent start one higher to you. Uh, they can go to friendly from indifferent or even helpful from friendly because they've already heard of you and they're already inclined to like you and be supportive. Ooh, that's cool. And for like, subterfuge, can, can it's... Can any of us do that? Anyone who has foreigner rank for people that fit with you. For subterfuge, it's criminals and politicians. Who was it for heroism? Uh, for heroism, it's athletes, guards, and soldiers. Okay. And for mine, it's nobility. Yep. Baylor. So, now that the city can more openly talk about being on Utropia's side, I'm going to go around talking about Utropia. How much I know about the line. Uh, knowledge, nobility. Show how smart I am. And this is going to seven? Yes. You see 29. That's a 35. Don't ask a wizard to make a friggin' knowledge check. So you definitely get up to seven. It's genius, right? Yep. And you get the same ability Nell has now to once per, per phase at a plus four to any knowledge check once. Doesn't matter when he rolls 20s on his knowledges. Yeah, you, I, you don't roll low on Elijah's heart. He's doing the wizard thing now. I failed against several of the constructs in Bartleby's Man. Yeah, you don't understand constructs, and it took you a minute to get a hand of field work and identifying items because you used to be really bad at that, too. Look how far we've come, Baylor. 
From the guy who couldn't identify a freaking cloaker resistance plus one to now. And that's going to occupy, I mean, that again covers just an expanse of time. This isn't a thing that happens exactly at once. But is there anything else, obviously, Baylor, is there anything else the rest of you want to do with your day? How much of the day do we have left? Well, it's actually fairly early because that was the morning when you went up to the hill, got attacked by dragons, ran to beat up Mercondus, went back. So it's probably still before noon, honestly. How about I grab Kahina and we go perform at a tavern again? Because that seemed like it was pretty fun. Okay. Sounds like and a good time. And that would be our day spent making money, I guess. Just having fun. Okay. Uh, you guys are out having an actual opportunity to have a good time because well if you're usually busy either killing things or trying pretty hard not to be killed by things what about you uh and Dara uh at some point I'm going to I guess we're head back to the house but at some point I'm going to talk to Inori and, and ask what was up what why did you burst into a flame and then and then what are you some kind of phoenix or something like <laughs> faint uh it's kind of complicated um you got time for a, a quick story sure um no one else is around right it's just us two Oh, they're out performing in a tavern, and Baylor is going to meet his startlingly unattractive friend. So, yeah, it's just you two. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I started training with a sword and magic uh, when I was about six. Dad was always stern and uh, resolute when it came to the training. I needed to be strong enough to handle myself in the real world. Uh, so I, I'm sure you can imagine that some of our sessions could get a little intense. Uh one example is this uh, that I I never I could never adopt his style. It was always fancier and, and flashier. Drove the old man nuts. Uh, but dad being dad, he found a way to teach me, even though I had my own specific way of doing things. He was good like that. But um, one day when I was I was 17. We were sparring in the backyard of the shop. And as usual, it was getting a little intense. Uh, I had gotten frustrated because he just tripped me up and I took a hard fall. And uh, he said to me, if you can't keep your footing against an old man, Raven, how are you ever going to survive something worse? And he turned his back on me. And uh, he said the lesson was over. He was just done with it. But I wasn't finished. I felt this this fire, for lack of a better word, building up inside, deep down, like bubbling up. And I, I, I couldn't even control it. I just screamed, don't turn your back on me. I was so angry, not feeling good enough, looked down upon. I mean, I know that's not how he meant it, but in the moment, just rage. It just felt like it was like it was spilling over. And my, my hair started like levitating and my training sword burst into flames seething and breathing heavy i charged him but his his face never even changed he just effortlessly deflected and parried every rage-filled strike 
and it just pissed me off more. I kept coming and coming at him until finally the fire destroyed his training sword. But that didn't stop me. I still kept swinging. He spun, ducked, and danced away from all of it. But then my rage hit like a boiling point and a flaming aura burst out and covered my entire body. Knocked him off balance for a split second. And um, being as out of control as I was, I went for a killing blow. Aimed right at his heart. Inches away, he raised his hand and his black blade, Siarn, appeared and deflected my blow. And as my my training sword slid down the, the dark metal, I could see my reflection in the blade. It was like time stopped. But the person looking back at me, it didn't, it was me, but it didn't feel like it was me. And that just as quick as the fire started, it stopped and I fell to my knees, terrified and in tears, just sobbing. And he just knelt down and held me for what felt like hours. Uh, <laughs> his theory was that somehow my arcane powers attached to my emotions. And if I can't keep them in check, they would boil over and this, something like this could possibly happen. And uh, I never, until today, that only ever happened that one time. Ever since, I've kind of not really been a fan of the fire thing. Seems reasonable. Do you think that your father knew that you had that in you and was coaxing it out? Or was that just... You see, I, I don't... I don't really know, actually. He wasn't... He was a good man. An honest man, as far as I knew. He was always good to me. I mean, he knew, he knew how to treat me. You know, he taught me things and but I, I I don't know if he knew more he never said he did he was just understanding didn't yell didn't get mad about it just tried to teach me after to remain fo focused and centered whenever I fought you'd hear Ciaran, uh in your head I'm surprised you're sharing this particular story, girl. I thought this is one you'd keep under wraps. Yeah, it's, you know, it feels good to tell somebody, I guess. I like talking about him, you know that. Well, for what it's worth, I do remember that particular situation. Wasn't linked up with you, obviously. Not sure what caused it. Man, well, kind of getting an idea now that it's happened while I was in your hand. But I was in your dad's. Didn't do it on purpose. It wasn't any kind of a test or anything. Mm -hmm. It was damn near as frustrated as you were. Really? Well. Boy, you didn't show it. Believe it or not. He was proud of you, but he always knew you could do better. You didn't seem to take the magic quite so quickly, but with that burst out of you, that was when he finally knew he had something. 
I couldn't feel his emotions at the time, or your emotions at the time, but I could feel his. What, what was it? That, what did you feel? Just pride. <laughs> I tried to kill him, and he was, he was You proud. fought, girl, finally. You opened up and did something. You let it out of you. That kind of power doesn't come from your wizard friend's books or anything like that. That's raw fury. And you gotta have it before you can harness it. That was the first time you got there. I've never, I mean, I've never tried to control it or even summon it. It's just only ever happened. Oh, but you do. That's, just, that's the, the root of all your magic. You might still be afraid of that fire, losing control of your emotions, but everything you pull, all your arcane magic, comes from that same root. And until you tapped into it then, you didn't really even have it. Hmm. And that's all, like, instantaneous. So that's, that's right as he finishes to explain that to you, Dara. You can still reply to what he said. Well, I think all magic is suspicious, but if if it's something that's within you, then I feel like it's a shame for you not to trust it. It's hard to trust something that, uh, you know, I, I stared at that dragon fully expecting to be killed. I, I mean, I thought I was about to die. And that was the last thing I remember. I'm just going to point out that it was definitely the dragon that died. Look, when the idiot that shoots pointy sticks at people has a better grasp of this than you do, you're starting to worry me again. I'll try my best, Yarn. And again, I do. Dar, you can't hear that, yeah. Um, for suspicious magic things... I have noticed that my crossbow is doing more stuff than it should. Like, I am very good. I am very good. But the crossbow does more than it should. And I find that very odd. <laughs> what do you mean it does more than it should? It's uh, enchanted, well, right? I never really looked at it. Well, it seems to be growing stronger for whatever it is doing. And either I am incredibly lucky shot mm. or it is helping also. Which I could be just an incredible person. I don't know about the incredible person thing, but the incredible shot? Maybe. Maybe. I Don't, don't resist it. If, I mean, you're not feeling any negativity towards this thing, are you? No, I am just worried that if it ever disagrees with what I am shooting, we may run into problems, but hopefully... Has your sword ever had this problem? Have you ever disagreed with your sword on what you should be hitting? No, we're... I tell you, we're the best of friends, okay? We are always in agreement on everything at all times. No, it's a um, struggle sometimes, I'll be honest. But I'm, I'm just saying, like, if, if you respect it, It'll respect you 
I, it's, it's, I don't think it's the same situation as what I'm dealing with, but I, I mean, I don't know for sure. But um, Dad always said, respect the arcane and it will respect you back. Well, it's my best advice. If you're ever worried about losing control, I will be there to punch you in the face. <laughs> Good to know. And uh, as far as losing control, I, I want to say I, I respected how you handed the, the Stobble thing. Just want to throw that out there because uh, I don't think the, the others, th their heart's in the right place. But I think you and I realize that you, you can't give evil a second chance. Sometimes you got to just put them down. We just have varying degrees of what we think is evil in the party. Yeah. Yeah, but we are I'm... kind of a patchwork job, aren't we? I am glad I did, though. <laughs> so you talk. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't but a raccoon pushes in the door and knocks a bunch of crap over. <laughs> Shaking this, uh, putting an end to this moment we're having yeah. here, but it's okay. That's so <laughs> I feel like that was a, a good time for that anyway. So while Nell and Kahina are down at a tavern telling their story, growing their persona, performing and entertaining, at this point a recognizable face in the streets and inns of Yonmas, and probably not having to pay for a single one of their drinks for the evening yeah. at the very least, Baylor. Is going out to hang out with his girlfriend. <laughs> so. That is not what's happening. <laughs> a little while later, uh, a couple after a couple hours of resting, maybe Baylor heads up to the Mercantile Hill to meet up with Hudrigo. And uh, she's there, as per usual, looking exactly as zero effort put into her appearance as ever. And just plays her hand. Aye! I started to think you were second-guessing the meeting. No, no. I very much did want to speak with you. So, this may be a bit much, and if you'd prefer, we head down to a, a simple flank or something and grab a drink. That's more than fine by me. But, Paul would like to meet with you. And I, I try to keep Dream Renner inside the bowler as much as possible. He's you know, kind of a creepy little thing. I understand that. Not good to have out among the good people of Yanmus. Uh, what do you know about constructs, by chance? Not exactly <laughs> my area of expertise. Well, maybe, perhaps, I got something I can teach you. Uh, you want to come down to the bower with me? The evening centerman isn't happening for, what, five, six more hours? we got plenty of time before then. And to clear it with Paul. You can come inside and meet the team, as it were. Lead the way. So she, uh, the two of you will walk down across to the encircling bower. Uh, not terribly far, because everything's pretty much in just central northern Yanmas. And I will bring us over yonder, where we should have... Baylor way down here, and as per usual, all of the lighting completely screwed up. Yeah, that's, that's fine because you're immediately gonna walk in there. So I mean, that, that, that is an interesting view I have. Hydriga does the knock 
on the front, and one of the little dwarven sentries opens the door and allows the two of you in. And as you come in, you are face-to-face with, well, a whole bunch of interesting stuff. That's a lot of things. (laughs) Uh, Of course, Dream Render, the weird goat ghost, is standing up on the stage alongside the leader of the sermon that you'd attended before, while two of the other cultists are down at the foot of the stage, flanking a massive creature that looks to be made of a mottling stony clay and ceramics, uh, covered in glowing runes and strange faces. Hadriga seems entirely unfazed by this. I, uh, Paul, this is Sir Baylor Landis, and you're probably familiar, I imagine. And just as he'd done in the sermons with basically exactly the same face on him, the Azamar looks down and smiles at you, of course. I've heard tales of your studies and your productions, Sir Landis. Seem to have quite the grasp of magic. I do what I can. I've been at it long enough. And uh, Hadriga walks up towards the giant pillar of rock and meat here. She's like, this is the one you haven't seen with. I didn't get particularly credit with the name. We just call him Rock. But interesting creation of mine that I'm curious if you got any opinions on. And then, of course, Dream Render himself. But uh, have you encountered golems before? Some back in Marat County, actually. And the, the two cultists in Pole are just kind of watching. Uh, pleasantly enough, their faces do not, in fact, look like this. They're not angrily scowling at you. But uh, they're just kind of watching you and sort of waiting, I suppose. And uh, Hadriga kind of rocks, walks around rock and reaches out and with both of her hands grabs one of his fingers and pulls it up and taps him on the palm twice and all of the energy on the runes flowing across his body flows down his arm and then she digs her finger into his palm like it was unset clay and pulls out a blue bead about an inch across and as she does all the energy leaves the construct she says see what alchemy I got precious little to work with I got potions I got tinctures and things I could put together with my hands but I don't really have the proper magic necessary to animate entire creatures. So, I made a workaround. This is more or less similar to a run-of-the-mill golem, I imagine. But since I lack the resources and possibly the aptitude, that's no, I haven't really tried, to properly enchant the entire thing, I put it all into this. And she hands out the marble to you. I'll take it and examine it. Uh, make just... me uh, knowledge engineering. Is this like a nuclear battery? It's the middle of the Iron Man suit. <laughs> yeah, 17, you're really not good with constructs, man. It's just I awesome. not. You're not positive what you're looking at. Uh, but looking at the golem, it appears to be entirely inactive. Uh, like it's completely off while you're holding this thing, and you're sure this little bead has a lot of power in it, but you're not really clear what it is. 
uh, like I said, not really my area of expertise. Well, and she uh, points a hand out at you. She says, Rock, attack! That does absolutely nothing. <laughs> you got scattered for a moment, though, didn't you? And she slaps it a couple of times. Like, you know with her stick. Just a brick at this point, an actual rock, hence the name. It ain't gonna do nothing. All of his power is in that bead. All the essence and magic required to animate a construct in a single nugget. And, uh, hit it back. And she holds her hands out. I'll give it back to her. And she presses it back into his hand. And you see the runes real light. And the thing shifts slightly. And now it's on! Well, you, and luckily no, it didn't seem to have heard you while it was off. No, it's completely inactive. Uh, it's just a brick of stone, more or less. But it's advantageous. Uh, imagine the applications of such a thing. Even if given, if no one else is told in military. Or local guards or, or anything. Uh, things damn near indestructible. You could lock both the hands off and remove its head. It wouldn't matter as long as that marble's still intact in the center. Put itself back together and keep on chugging. Quite interesting, especially if you could produce just the marble itself, and then someone elsewhere could put it into a construct they had made. And a pole nods to look down at you. Practical applications. There's a lot that could be done with this technology, of course. They could be very much put to the good of the people. Oh, the Firewatch has been stretched precious thin since the absence of their Talden horse and trying to maintain order and protect the good people of Yonmas as well as they can. Imagine what they could do with six, a dozen of these creatures at their side. This is what I've heard of you, Sir Landless. You see the bigger picture and things, and to my understanding, even beyond that, you see possibilities, as I understand it. Are you a chronomancer, Sir Landless? Aye. A worthy study of magic, and a powerful one. And uh, Hudrick turns back and nods, and not one I can even begin to grasp in my oldest dreams. It's beyond me, to be sure. Dream render. And she motions to the goat ghost, and goat ghost just kind of floats down off the stage next to him. Now this one, and Polis says, wait a moment. I want to know what Sir Landless thinks of this creature before you explain it to him. Sir Landless? This dream render. It, from what I can tell, seems very similar to an animate dream, though clearly there's much more to it here. And, uh, Fudriga looks at you, kind of raising an eye, a little bit confused. Ah! Uh, uh, nothing of that sort. Actually, this is an alchemical creation. Y you see, and Vadrigan cuts her off. Vadriga, do you understand this creation you've pulled? This dream render? And she looks at him, almost defended. I like the damn thing! What, what do you think? Pull? Of course I do! He is an infusion of the same alchemical substances we've used for the mist, a crystallized essence, so as it is, formed into a solid semi-sentient being. Not too far off a construct, but... And she notices Vedrigan's just kind of smiling down at her. Do you know something I don't, Paul? 
and he nods. I've studied the creature, and by my own divinations, Baylor's idea seems to be more correct than yours. I know that you have what you think you've created. I understand that Dream Render, whatever he is, is quite loyal to you, but his existence seems to be an accident of alchemy, more than one that's intended. You have pulled a being from the Dreamlands, and this is more animate dream than construct. You? What did you study, Sir Landless? You know quite a bit about arcane works. It's various places all over Taldor by this point. My family did not care for my existence much, and any excuse to send me further away where I wouldn't be seen was taken up by them quite quickly, so I could more or less choose a location and they'd send me. As is unfortunately the sad fate of many of your race here in Taldor. Many of those here, not just the peasantry, oftentimes aristocrats and the nobility themselves seem to lack the capability to see beyond such superficial things and understand the true value of people. I know this as well, of course, though I may have rolled better on the divine lottery than you. As an ASMR, just for my appearance, I'm respected and trusted, even by those who know nothing of me. It's interesting to work with. It's difficult to know if anyone truly trusts me for my accolades and my accomplishments or simply the whiteness of my eyes. You may continue, Hundriga. And she looks kind of flustered at this point, like she's not really understanding what's going on here. Ah, uh, well, I guess if I don't right know what this creature is, I don't know what more I can really explain to you. It's, uh, well, I infused it with what powers I could. I alchemical catalysts and a bit of condensed ectoplasm. It's a participant of a reaction I used with haunts uh, that we'd gotten rid of in one of the inns up near the walls, but I guess it's a, uh, it's a proper ghost then. Uh, since you know more than this thing than me and I made the damn thing. Not exactly ghost as an animate dream. Incorporeal, yes, but think still a creature of positive energy, not negative. It's interesting that any of the materials came from a haunt. Well, we went in to help the uh, Church of Abadar. Wouldn't do much for these poor people without the coin, of course, to appease their deities, golden scales, or whatever the hells it is they say. But we stepped in to do what we could, dispelled the thing, ended up with some amount of uh, reagent that I could use, and, and thought that I could use that as a focus to put some kind of sentience into a construct. Uh, we've been doing experiments trying to create things like this, like rock here, that could help out, help out not just us, but the, the, the whole of Janus, but I guess I <laughs> checks up at Paul. It's more or less just channeled an outsider into the damn thing, didn't I? And he just kind of nods. 
Well, it still listens to me. At the end of the day, I guess that's what matters. I... Kind of nod. And Paul continues. You see, the reagents you used were similar to what we use for our performances. I, I saw you attend before Sir Landless one day, uh, uh, a while past. Surely you were able to put together the pieces of the show that were taking place. I had suspicions about various things, though it was, as a whole, put together, difficult to discern much. He uh, strides back kind of towards the back while his hands folded and looks up. Of course, that's the idea. It's a show at the end of things, there to entertain and confound the senses and put the hearts of the good people to rest. He turns back on to face you. The Golden Mist, of course, serves two purposes, both to obscure sight and to administer a fairly mild hallucinogenic. It does its job well enough, and if even you fell prey to it, then apparently Hudriga does her work well. But this hallucinogenic, concentrated and crystallized, was what she used to form the participant with the ectoplasmic residue from the haunt. And to my understanding, mixed together, they have not only formed a proper conduit for an animate dream from the dreamlands, but also controlled the thing, alchemically. Hadriga, make no mistake, this is an astounding accomplishment here, but I fear one that won't truly be repeatable. A dream render may unfortunately be a single occurrence. Hadriga looks, well, makes sense to me, because we're going to find more of those damn huts. <laughs> that a whole lot of ghosts hanging around Yanmas. Anyway, Baylor, not be not feel this missed thing was a breach of trust, but you came to us to, to see the show, and in the audience, you get the show as everyone else does. And so it's a wee bit deceptive, admittedly, but the feats we perform are true, and I mean, yeah, I'm as tall and through and through as you are, and Prince Carius's magic is powerful. The prince was particularly interesting part of the show. I had heard of your organization before coming to the city, but the, that particular piece of information that he was at the center of it is not known to me. And as she turns to dream better, go home. And the goat ghost sinks down to the floor again. And she kind of starts pacing. I couldn't believe it myself, truth be told. I came to the Twilight's children, honestly, much as you did. Uh, I stood in the Valkyrie, one learning and trying to practice my magic. Uh, well, what magic I can get through tinctures and juices, but what I can extract out of a crystal or a, a corpse, whatever I have at hand, really. Uh, you understand alchemy, but then I need to give you a lecture on how potions work. But I came here, was contacted by one of these uh, fine ASMR for assistance in their show, and... I'd come to them at, a, at interest when they told me they had the Prince Carius. I didn't believe it. Of course, uh, it was ridiculous. Uh, I'm sure you and your friends probably don't believe it still. But uh, Vadrigan steps forward and told you up on the stage. But it's true. What we've done here is no illusion, no sleight of hand, and no simple magician's trick. The risen Prince Carius has come to us and wishes to extend his power his healing, and his support 
the people of the nation he once held so dear. Didn't have the strength to do it alone. Bless his innocent soul. So he's been gathering us, the Twilight's children, around him to aid in his mission. It's all quite the story. One difficult to believe even seeing it. That I can understand. For his safety and ours, and honestly, all of Yanmas, I cannot bring you to the child as you are unfamiliar to us. I understand Hudriga trusts you, and I respect the work you've done. But you'll have to trust in the words of Twilight's children for now. If you're interested, though, perhaps you could join our ranks, Solanus. There's much we could offer each other. You, a study of chronomancy, arcane weaving, Hudriga, a powerful alchemist, and myself, one who's trained in a different school of magic, one with no words or motions, but simply impressions and the power of pure thought, something we try to put forward to our community and to Yanmas to support themselves. I've seen those you travel with, and I admit I'm unfamiliar with your cause or your group, but forgive me if they do seem a fairly mundane sort. Sir Lannis, I fear you waste your talents. I will take this offer into consideration. We've been busy lately with much of the goings-on about town. Now that things seem to have settled down, perhaps I'll give it a bit of time to think it over. Do you mind if I cast a spell, Sir Landis? Of course, it is not a harmful one. I should not even need, feel the need to say, but one that may assist us both. What is it you seek to do? Simply to learn. And he uh, looks at you and starts to focus. He doesn't say any magical words. He doesn't make any motions. But you can feel and hear uh, almost like a, a chirping, like a bird in the distance. And you, you taste a strange metallic sense on your tongue. And if you want to try to resist it, make me a will save. Can I still spellcraft this to try to tell what it is before? Yes. You can still spellcraft it to see if you figure out what you know what it is. But if you want to try to resist it, make me a will save. Uh, 23 spellcraft. What's the DC 95 spell? That I don't know off the top of I my head. I think it's 15 plus spell level. Let me check spellcraft real quick. Because that's... A 23 probably identifies it. Identifies spells. It's 15 plus spell level. Yep. You identify he is casting detect anxieties. Which is kind of like detect thoughts. But he is going to learn your wisdom score. If you're feared in any way. If you have 26 wisdom, it's going to stun him. And uh, he's going to read 
surface like anxieties and then as he continues to focus on you he's going to learn more about what Baylor's deepest troubles are what he worries about personally I will not resist it so you let him uh, as he focuses on you you don't you just let pull into your mind And after about 30 seconds or so, he stops and Hadriga kind of shudders. I hate that damn feeling. Why does your magic have a taste, Paul? <laughs> and he kind of laughs. Oh, it's a calling. It's part of psychic magics, Hadriga. While other spells may dazzle the senses with assaults of fire and roaring sounds, Psychic magic manifests itself more subtly, but in similar ways as a, a taste, or a distant sound or feeling. Just as perceptible as a lightning bolt flying from the hand of a battle mage, but much more subtle and I'd imagine generally pleasurable. So out of character, what is he going to get from you? Well... The deepest, Still. like, troubling concern Baylor's mind has. Well, right now, now. he's definitely, like, <laughs> sort of un. <laughs> Continue. He's, he is sort of uncomfortable being alone in the cult after. I mean, yeah, you're surrounded by several powerful yeah. casters and a giant golem. So I mean, you're well, and just the 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 fact that uh, the chief enumerator was so worried about him, and the fact that he's working for with Utropia, and they supposedly have her younger brother. That's all in there. Yeah, he's got. He's got to get. He's just. Anxieties. <laughs> he got a lot, right? I mean, now. like the, 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 those are all kind of subtle, but still definitely there. It's it's not like he's standing there biting his fingers, like, oh my god, yeah. I'm in the middle of the cult. It's They're like, gonna kill me. <laughs> like, not... This isn't the most comfortable place I've been today, and I've been attacked by a dragon. So <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. It's been a day. Baylor's had a day. So is he? Detects your thoughts. Hey, anxieties here. Hadrigai, fear to impose. I know you wish to learn from Sir Lambus here, and perhaps that can continue, but if you would allow me a moment with him alone, to set his mind at ease. And she, uh, I, of course, sir, don't me to bring Rock with me. And he just lays his hand. You know how much of a pain it is getting him backstage we can bring him later you too you may go as well uh, the services will begin in a few hours I'm sure you've preparations and both the other Ismar turn and nod to him and the uh, the three of them head backstage and out of sight Hadriga leaves as well Hadriga walks up to the edge of the stage here 
and looks down to you. Melor, I understand your concerns. You have not fear that lies in your heart, but uncertainty. For all your understandings and manipulations of time, you can't say that I mean well for you. You present yourself leaving a lot of questions open in my mind. It's unfortunately a safeguard that I must employ. Now, I truly do wish to see us both grow in our studies of magic, Baylor. We could help this town. We could help all of Taldor. Together, we can form a force of good for these people. I've heard of your exploits so far. I've heard of the heroes of Yonmas, Eutropius Chosen, as you've been called here. You stopped a plague of Parakadiv, as I understand, which are powerful creatures, even separated from their home plane. You divine the connection between the Talden Horse and the bandits, plaguing the outskirts of town, and while we didn't have the resources to address them directly, you solved that problem for us. You see how much good you can do alone. And imagine what you could do with more understanding. You lack the resources. You clearly have the knowledge and the aptitude. But do you understand the true potential of chronomancy, Valor? There's much that can be done with it. What is it you're after? I'm not after anything. Not for myself. Those of us who walk this earth with the power and the intelligence to work the feats of magic we can almost have a duty to give that back to the people. With your chronomancy, you could help Taldor indefinitely. You could outlive death itself. You could give that gift to others, to those who could continue to spread your goodwill, and the power of all of us could grow. Not even just here in Taldor. The borders of this nation are nothing compared to how far our outreach could spread. Think of the quality of life we could bring to everyone. I know of the time you spent in Marat. You've seen the squalid state of their existence. They are only one of so many more. And he, again, looks at you, and you taste metal and hear that chirping in the distance as he casts another spell on you. I'm gonna try to figure out what it is. The 31 in Spellcraft, he's casting Charm Person. That I'm gonna resist. Alright. Make me a will save. That is a 24. 
four because Charm Person's enchantment, yes? Yes, Charm Person is indeed enchantment. Uh, and as he resists the spell, he smiles. Do you see? Do you see how much power you wield? I have studied this for a life much longer than any normal human has lived. My Azmar heritage has granted me that, and yet you can resist my magic as easily as any others. You're a half-elf. Even without magical interference, you will greatly outlive your allies if you stay with those you have now. Do you not wish to share this gift with them? Time has to keep moving forward. I can't stop all of it. Baylor. You're only restricted by what you believe you're restricted by. Immortality is within your grasp. I have achieved mine through a mastery of my body, my mind, and my own biology. I will not die. I will continue to live and serve the people of Yonmas and all of Taldor as well as I can. I will not force you. But I am sad to see such power squandered. You know of the circle. I feel I it do. in your I read it in your mind. They're not what you think. The Immaculate Circle has operated behind the scenes of Taldor for centuries. You were at the Exaltation Gala. You were there for the massacre. You stood against Panavar's child, throwing his tantrum as his power was threatened. You have seen how those that diplomacy and politics put in charge fail this world. They don't have the interests of the people at their heart. We do. And if you would let myself and Prince Carius show you, we could do so much more. Once again, I'm going to ask that you let me think on this. Of course. I have no desire to rush you. This is an entirely new world beyond your current comprehension, but one that would welcome you. Think as long as you need, Sir Landis. You are always welcome in my court. Now, uh, I can resummon Hadriga if you wish to discuss her creations further. I think I'm going to return home for now. That is fair. He would pass on my apologies to her. She'll understand. I, I do feel I've, of course, imposed and will owe her in turn. I've taken this day away from her. But we have the evening ceremonies before, uh, 
to prepare for, and you've much to consider. Walk in the light, Sir Lemnus. Just nod at him and turn and start walking away. And uh, he will not stop you. You can just leave. And the dwarven sentries by the door will let you out and seal it behind you as they always have. Are you heading back home? Yeah. So you make your way back, and that evening, the party reconvenes back at your home. You share your day evening's adventures with Hadriga, Valor? What I am going to say to everybody... Yeah, if you want to believe, just, oh, if you we believe need to put an end to this cult. I assumed that's what we were doing. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that was the plan for tomorrow. I thought. Yeah, we have that penciled in already. I mean, did something change? We don't. I don't know about here. You seem a little bit more concerned about it now. How much gunpowder do you think it would take to take down the entire building? More no. than is in Yanmas. <sighs> I went and saw them, and a stop needs to be put to them. That's all that matters. Well, we have the stop right here in this room, divided into five parts. Hmm. Yeah, but he was so would... nice to you. We you have oh. the ability, or at least... Hmm. If someone had enough coin, maybe we could see about taking out some of those dwarven guards and whatnot, and not even make it us. There are assassins in this place. Give us an advantage if someone else started attacking. And they're you also have your followers starting a counter cult, mm -hmm. so if you give them a couple days. We could just easily cause a distraction and maybe draw them away and, as that's, opposed to just that's killing them. That's what I'm saying. Well, I mean, that's what I'm saying. We're, we're starting a counter cult, and that will. But the guards and stuff that take your. That stand guard, that take your weapons when you go inside the doors. What if someone else was to take them out? Not necessarily us. Or take their place. Exactly. If someone else was to take them out, and somebody else was to take their place, and just casually let us in there with our weapons. Awesome. How about us, Gaia? They're so nice to you. I'm... I mean, that I mean, sounds like a decent plan <laughs> for getting in, anyway. I mean, we just need to sell some items and get some gold. That's all the assassins care about, this coin. That's typically how assassins work, yeah. So, <laughs> you pay them and they do things. And even if they didn't kill them, they'd get rid of, I mean, distract them. 
Do we have anybody with advanced charm? Advanced charm? Oh. That's, that's, that's that charm six. Is it? I thought it was five. Yeah. Six is advanced operation, so has the bonus yeah. feat. Uh, I've got charm six. Yeah, Kahina has oh. charm six. Fantastic. Because uh, the thing you just said is a thing that we could we could do. The there with me thing? Oh, yeah. yeah, there with me thing. Yeah. If we wanted to wait a week and just kind of hang around Yonmas while the cult, well, while the fake cult gets built up, we could insert some of our guys into that cult at the same time. You'll run two cults and they can take over each other. That would I mean, take some time. Yeah, aren't we on a time crunch? Not anymore. I mean, not in a super pressing time crunch. You just want to get... No, I mean, whatever Baylor said, Baylor seems concerned. I mean, but are, uh, are they going to get magically stronger here in the next couple of days? Or do we have time to, like, scope things out? And, you know, we didn't in tall grass, but here we have the advantage of taking a more military-styled uh, actions. And more subterfuge. Yeah, more, more strategic. More strategy, more subterfuge. Well, the main objective is still determining whether or not it's really the prince, right? Like, that's where yeah. our main aim is here. Yeah, so us getting in without having to fight our way in is a very easy way for us to just see if it's him. Yeah. So is. Now that. Oh, go Sorry. Ahead. Now that you've been in there, Baylor, do you think you could come up with some tactics or something that could help us against some of Hadriga's uh, creations? I didn't see any more of the building than we had already seen. But she I spoke can... of the mist. Yeah. She created the mist. What can we do against that? Well, the mist won't be running if we're just coming in while the show is not going on yeah if we walk in there in the middle of the day they're not going to be ready or at night after the show is over for the night and they've already dispelled it i like that either or just any time that is not the short window of there's drugs in the air <laughs> it's only an hour sermon each night from sundown yeah. to an hour after sundown so if they've if they don't have time to prepare a second batch, that would be wonderful. But the question is, is I don't, you know, you may find out from her how much she stockpiles. If it's, and if not, if she and has it's lots flammable. of... Is it flammable? You! You can't no, blow we, up no. every problem you run into. No. no, no, that is a practical question because we have fire spells that are very dangerous that we like I'm to eat. I'm also pretty sure the place was lit by torches. It was definitely lit by torches. Okay, never mind then. The I entire thinking... place would have exploded. <laughs> it's very lit by torches. I was thinking about myself exploding there, not about exploding everyone else. A different kind of explosions. Well, is there anything else you guys want to do today? I think that's the end of the day. Yeah. And then tomorrow morning I get my armor back. Hell yeah. Yeah, tomorrow morning you get to have full plate again. Uh, also tomorrow, the divinations from the Mysterium on the Ring of Mindshilling yep. are done. So there's a couple of things happening tomorrow. And the day after that, you get your income from the uh, Tavern of Marat. Oh, I actually meant to ask you about that. That's the day after, to, that's the day after tomorrow. 
But now I think it's supposed to be weekly. I'm pretty sure it's monthly, but we can double I, check. I, yeah, because I wrote it down as weekly on my sheet, and I don't know why. So. But Baylor specifically has learned a lot of things that he doesn't seem like he's terribly excited to share with the class. But not sharing a lot of it, no. <laughs> no, yeah, he doesn't really want to share this with his team here. But he doesn't seem interested in the cult being alive anymore. No, he so. does not. <laughs> I was iffy about him before. Now I'm like, nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> not any me. Not today. We're not about that cult life. So. <laughs> yeah, we're forming a cult. <laughs> we're about that cult. cult life, not this cult life. Next week, when we reconvene for the War for the Crown... Well, I guess we're not friends with the cultists anymore. Uh, God, he, he's so nice and helpful to you, and you're like, we gotta go kill him immediately. Really? Really, Bailey?